Ils ont mis hit him up. Yeah. Ils ont mis hit him up. J'avais pas le choix. Mm. J'ai commencé à crier. Oh, ok. Parce qu'il faut crier. Il faut crier. C'est la seule manière. That's fucked up, man. On est good? Bon, bonjour tout le monde. Bienvenue à le podcast épisode 196. Is it? 95. Oh, shit. Je suis Steven Charles. Gabi Michel. Euh, guys, on a Martin aussi avec nous. Martin Monti, yep. Euh, on m'a bon, bon, juré la dernière fois quand je n'ai pas présenté Martin. Ouais, Puis Martin, il est là quand même assez souvent, mais on me joue. Guys, j'ai plus de voix. On a fait un karaoke, OK? Moi aussi, j'ai fait un karaoke, mais moi, j'ai ma voix, moi. Listen, we had a karaoke night at our... <laughs> Out of one of our bars' house for his for his birthday, whatever. It's a surprise, big party, shing, yeah. surprise party, big shing ding. Listen, they put hit him up from Tupac. Mm. I had I lost I lost my voice. But, you know, like Omi said, Tupac doesn't yell on the beat. He doesn't yell on the beat. Yeah. Going no, no, he, he was he... going harder than Tupac. How <laughs> <laughs> does that make any sense? <laughs> Anyways, guys, uh, we're um, officially in 2023. In Bonmen Apuntsma. Yep, yep. Happy New Year. Before I introduce my guests, uh, I just wanted to say I want to thank everybody that went to the SAQ and purchased a bottle of LS Cream during the holidays. Uh, it was amazing. Like, we're almost sold out. So, like, we're really, really happy about that. Um, I'm talking in English because, because one of our guests, I mean, two of our guests, <laughs> <laughs> speaks mostly in English. Yeah, but I, uh, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be... Uh, I wanted them to understand what I was saying, but uh, tout ça pour dire que pour de vrai, euh, j'apprécie vraiment le support, le love, c'est vraiment apprécié. So, euh, il en reste encore. Si vous voulez chercher, savoir où sont les, bout les bouteilles, vous allez sur saq.com euh, où vous avez l'application, vous marquez LS Cream, ça va vous dire exactement l'endroit euh, où il y en a encore. Puis vous faites pas comme Martin <rire> qui est allé à Jean Talon et Vio, il y en avait pas. Il s'attendait à en avoir, puis acheter du Bailey's à la place. Oui, je t'ai call out. Il fallait la crème. Il fallait la crème. Je t'ai call out. D'ailleurs, ça t'en est là. Ouais, je vais prendre le test. Je vais le take de this. Well, then again, he could have gone online and to find out. Non, mais il est rentré. Non, mais je comprends. Il connaît le secteur, il est allé à la SAQ. Il connaît le secteur, il est allé à la SAQ. Martin. Allez, pour choses. Mais check, if he really wanted. Mm -hmm. The LS, he would have went to another. He would have went to another. I bought so many bottles of LS cream. You can't say anything. I'm just, I'm just saying. Even I'm in the state, I went in Boston. Yo, I met a friend. That's for sure. <laughs> I bust, uh, he was in Boston. Yo, man, let's I saw him post something on Instagram at a Total Wine or something at a liquor store. I said, "Nigga, you in Boston? Yo, you need to go buy a bottle and I, and of LS cream in Boston." And he did. Yeah, and it was even so, more expensive than in Montreal. And so we're, gonna start the, we're gonna start the year. Start <laughs> the year in love. So start guys, the year in love. my cheers to Suit. And then we're going to get cheers, right into cheers, it. Gentlemen, so cheers, gentlemen. Cheers, cheers, everybody. Don't Appreciate everyone. Yep. Cheers, yep. man. Cheers to 2023. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. Oh, damn. Billy's ain't got nothing on this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, don't forget your mic. Yeah, don't forget your mic. <laughs> Yo, hold on. Billy's ain't got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I buy Billy's when I could buy this? Hey, listen. LS Cream? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's why it is. Billy's and Kahlua is dead to me now. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Push man. It. Thanks. Yeah. So, um, so guys, um, we're gonna introduce our guests right now. I'm gonna let them introduce herself. We got Zvens, friend to the show, and mm -hmm. Zvens, take uh, take it over. Just a quick reminder to people who you are, and then we're gonna uh, uh, pass it over. Um, uh, if you. 
Chris, sorry. And, uh, and then you're going to introduce yourself a little bit and then we're going to go right into it. For sure. Zavens Telemax, social entrepreneur, author, speaker, spoken word artist. Simple as that. And I got my boy over here, Christoph Lewis. Yeah, well, you know, I'm just an entrepreneur. I'm just a returning citizen. I did some time incarcerated and I'm home now. Started my own business, <clears throat> working on getting my life back together. It's been a journey, but I'm here. Yeah, and that's the reason why we're here, because I was welcome. talking to Zvens. Welcome. Uh, welcome. Uh, because of what <laughs> happened in Bordeaux. So Zvens, why don't you pick it up to what happened to that young kid yeah. uh, in Bordeaux, for the people that don't know? Right. Um, like spoke, speak about the details and then and we're going to where, yeah. where, where is the prison located the prison is located in Katzeville Bordeaux Bordeaux prison which is a very infamous prison for a lot of bad things mm -hmm. and not necessarily for bad people mm -hmm. right so before I go into that bad reputation oh very bad reputation but before I go into that unfortunately uh, Nicholas Spring he passed away after he had an altercation with a correctional officer hmm. he had posted bail after posting bail, one day later, he still was in prison. Hmm. By law, when you post bail, you're not supposed to be in prison one day later. So long story short, from what we know, he had an altercation with the guard because he was pressed to know why he was still inside. He should have been home. He was in prison a day later. The altercation got a little more hectic, and the guard... Um, put a mask on his face. They put a spit mask on his face. It's basically like a mask so that people can't spit on you and stuff like that. And then they pepper sprayed him. So he can breathe. The, the, the autopsy didn't come back, so they can't say the cause of death, but I just feel like common sense. Yeah. If someone has a mask yeah, and you pepper spray them, it just doesn't make any sense. You can't breathe. There you go. And yeah. then on another level, the person that did this, that correctional officer was suspended. His manager was suspended. Let me with tell it. you with that. But there's some other issues, right? First things first, when they start talking about any person that is a person of color and they, they've committed a crime for whatever reason, they focus on the fact that this guy is in prison, right? right. Then they find out... Yeah, but Bordeaux, it's on like whatever, years and less, right? That's, it's, it's, it's a, whatever it's, piece of negativity that they can put on the black Exactly. But my, my, the issue that I find, there's a lot of issues that happen around this. The first thing is, why is it that we don't know the name of the correctional officer who did this? Yeah. Why is it that we do not know... What is that person's history like? Does this yeah, person have, this a recurrent, yeah. you know, like complaints? C'était uh, quoi le nom? Uh, matricule 626, là, le, le, the, the cop that was a great, uh, assaulting everyone. Who, had, who already had, like, yeah, priors. Yeah, yeah, she, she exactly. had priors, whatever. Yeah, but I get what you're exactly. saying. Exactly. And, and to make matters even worse, after this situation happened, you feel me? Mind you, it's clear as day that Correctional Services Canada or the provincial, the provincial prison, Bordeaux, is completely wrong in this situation, right? It's clear, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's clear as day. Because he shouldn't have had any <coughs> altercation with a cor correctional officer that led to his death. Well, to when the point, man yes. was not even supposed to be in prison anyway. But a couple days after, guess what they do? They come out with an article, and in that article, they start talking about Bordeaux prison. They say yeah. that, oh, all of these people are on Snapchat, Instagram. They take, they, they take two pictures of two black males. Yeah, you get what I mean? Cool. And they show them, like, in prison taking pictures. They talk about drones. 
They talk about cell phones, you know, because people use drones to make deliveries in so prison. So what are you trying to do? Like they're only, trying only to but they're being the conversation. Oh. Apparently, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a distraction it's a mechanism campaign, yeah. because screen. they fucked up so big with that death. They're trying to point trying the to picture on something else. Yeah. So think about this: How does the reporter get that information? It's Marty, still people. It's planned. Exactly. Yeah, it's planned. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So they they're giving these reporters information so they could kind of like. Change Try to control the narrative. The narrative. But we still don't know the name of the correctional officer. Do we know how old was the gentleman? He was 21. And he was his mom's only son. So right now the family, the family does have a GoFundMe that's out right now. And mm-hmm. they're pursuing to see what they could do with uh, an organization called the Red Coalition. Right. Mm-hmm. I know he was from NDG. He was an artist by the name of YK Lyrical. Um, I was at the vigil. Chris and I and some other people were at Bordeaux Prison on New Year's Eve. We right. let off some fireworks. I saw, I saw the vigil, yeah. Yeah, but um, to be quite honest with you, man, like things that people need to know about Bordeaux and, and prisons across Quebec, I want you to think about this. When you look at COVID-19, right? Remember the pandemic? Yeah, remember the quarantine? You remember how many femicides we had? Mm-hmm. Yep. For yep. me, I'm not a statistic type dude, but for me, there is a clear distinction between... Mm-hmm. The, the femicide rate in the quarantine. You could see that of for course, sure. Of course, yeah. Now think about it. You got access to Wi-Fi, access to Uber Eats. You could go outside. You could take a walk. And people still were, 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 were going on another level, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Imagine, yeah. Yeah, kids haven't been the same since. Now, I want you to think about being inside your bathroom for 23 hours a day. Mm-hmm. I want you to think about the okay. fact that you can't take a shower, because of COVID, mm-hmm. when showers disinfect people, right? Mm-hmm. And this is still happening up to this point right now. People are spending 23 hours in a cell. Mm-hmm. Facts. 23 hours in a cell, and you expect this person to, to come easy. out of jail normal. Normal citizen, yeah. Of They're course. not murderers. I mean, not at Bordeaux. No, I mean, exactly. it's a provincial. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but they, they, some people, they're still in that process until they get sentenced, right? right. But, yeah. but still, like, it's like, r- whether they're murderers, they're not murderers or whatever. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. It, there's there's the yeah. human, you know what, though? That's a good, that's a good thing that I'm glad, I'm glad that you said that. Yeah. They're not murderers. Yeah. I mean, in Bordeaux, right? That's what I was talking no, about. No, but that's not true. Mm. Because that's a provincial prison. So a provincial prison is a place where you get housed pre-trial custody okay. until you get found either mm-hmm. guilty or innocent. Okay. If you get innocent, you go home. If you get found guilty, then you go to the penitentiary. Perfect. Okay. I, I was Point being, right. no, no, no problem. No harm done. But just, this is how society thinks. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to point this out to you. When you don't know. Yeah. Right? So it's like, even if there were murderers in there, suppose it was all murderers. So do murderers not get, you know, I should, I'm going to introduce myself properly so mm-hmm. everyone knows. Me, my name is Christoph Lewis. I was charged with first degree murder. I was convicted of second-degree murder. Mm-hmm. I did 12 years in prison, and I came out. I have a life sentence. Anybody that knows what a life sentence is, that means that I'm on parole for the rest of my life. Wow. Mm-hmm. You understand? Okay. So it's not my first rodeo. I've been through multiple different uh, interactions with the police. I'm from Toronto. Toronto's justice system is completely different. Mm-hmm. None the better. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of bigotry, <laughs> a lot of racism, a lot of all kind of you know, um, uh, systemic issues. But I'll, I, I, I'm so glad you said that because whilst I was incarcerated, the, the last portion when I was a minimum, actually when I, when I uh, those times I just met Spence, um, and I want him to go get back to his story and, and, and explain yeah, that. Yeah, I, sure. I, yeah, I yeah, thought it was cool. important for me to bring yeah, this point yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that one day I was listening to the radio, CKUT, I'm not going to name out the radio show, and 
one of the, the hosts, the co-hosts, was saying something about, oh, guys in Bordeaux are complaining about them not being able to have a shower. Mm -hmm. And one of the co-hosts said, well, those guys are, some of those guys are in jail for murder. Why should they even have showers? Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, word. So me, I called in the next week. Mm -hmm. And I nice everybody I'm, up, make everybody show. feel nice and comfortable. Because I wasn't trying to, you know, if I come on right away and be on yeah, some, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready, just ready, ready, ready. Yeah. So I spoke to everybody. I respect their show. But I had to point out towards the ending of my, my little interview with them, I said, listen, something that you guys said last week affected me profoundly. Like, you guys can't, you can't have a double standard. You know, people bop their head to the music that we listen to. Mm -hmm. And then when we get incarcerated and that same music that we listen to, you guys still bop your head to it, all this murder, murder, kill, kill stuff. It's cool when you want to listen to it. But then when guys are actually living that life and yeah. end up getting incarcerated, mm -hmm. you frown upon them. Yeah. Oh, my God. They, they shouldn't even have showers. They shouldn't have something to eat. Yeah. That's inhumane. That's yeah. basic human yeah, yeah. That's basic human rights. Yeah. No matter if I kill someone, you don't know why I killed someone. Yeah. Someone was trying to kill me and I killed them. So right. what am I supposed to do? Give my life away? Yeah, yeah. They don't need Anybody in their yeah. right mind would take their life over someone else's. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I just say that, I point that out because I want to um, uh, piggyback, I don't like to say piggyback, but I want to sec um, 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 second what he's saying because mm -hmm. it's facts of life and I just want to point that out to you, brother, so mm -hmm. you understand that it doesn't even matter what someone's inside for Yeah. at the end of the day. There's still yeah, a there's basic, basic minimum. Rights, yeah. And there's, no, things, true, there's, true, there's true. things that govern this country called the Charter of Rights and Fundamental Freedoms and everybody's entitled to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You could be the scumbag of the earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that the brothers in there are scumbags because a lot of them brothers are some stand-up brothers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. And there's a lot of stand-up sisters in, in female prisons too. So I just wanted to mm -hmm. add on yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think I think in just to you know segue into what you just said is people don't know what what it's like inside. They judge right? without knowing. <clears throat> sure, and sure. and on top of that, they don't know what brought you inside too. They exactly. don't know the life you were living. They the don't circumstances. know the circumstances. The conditioning. Exactly. The conditioning because, to get you there. Yeah, but it's program. Because, you know, it's like, good, brother. I just... I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't lie to you, bro. Damn. Thank you, bro. No, but like I was saying, I, I think that's where it comes from. Like, I think uh, probably in my past, I probably said something similar to what, you know, the, those hosts on CQUT said in a sense that to me, you know, like... I was rather dismissive of somebody going in and, and so forth. I was more of the guy that was saying, like, you don't like I would like our community to not do those type of to do acts. better, like to do to, better, to not be in the streets, right. to not be whatever. Like, no I'm doubt. always talking about the source. Like, I would rather you don't do that. Assuming to, that the person has the option to not. Exactly. Oh, you, you have got to understand it. that. I got a, I got a, that keyword that you said. Mm. And. If I say this, it's not even from me. This is from, um, this is from Bobby, mm -hmm. who lost his son recently. And something that I'll never forget that he said in regards to options, he said, and I can connect to this. I know he can connect to this. And probably some of you, if you made some bad mistakes, we always make the best decision that we can. Sometimes we don't have good options. Mm -hmm. And the example that he gave is simple. He's like, I, I had one homeboy, right? Dude could not um, function in the classroom because he was always working late mm -hmm. because he had to help Tired. his mom. His mom was like on uh, OPP, old people's pension, needed right. to pay for prescription, always tired in class. Dude started to steal cars. Hmm. So now that he's stealing cars, he's making more money and he of could course. sleep. Of course. of course. So how do you tell him he's doing to like... Stop doing mm -hmm. something that's Point bettering your life yeah. right now. At the time. And, stop and the, doing what's bettering your life right yeah. now. And yeah. sometimes a lot of youth just have bad options. Because they're not, they're not 
exposed to, you know what I mean, enough stuff. Have yeah. access. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes we just, we just get attracted. Yeah. We get attracted to that lifestyle and we yeah. just gravitate towards the wrong thing. Perfect. I'm glad you said that, get attracted to that life. If I may add on to Do that. Do it. Do it. So for me, Especially. I came from a decent home. You know what I'm saying? De- define, was, define decent. <laughs> I mean, decent meaning that my mom worked a good, a decent job, a good job. Food you know, on, my food mom on was the a, table. yeah. There's food on the table. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to go into super specifics, but my mm-hmm. mom was a dental hygienist. Okay. My dad, you know what I'm saying? My dad was a hustler. Okay. So I seen that. So that's mm-hmm. something that I automatically had in, um, had in my mind. It was innate. It was something that yeah, was natural yeah. to me because I grew up even in Jamaica, seeing my dad with all the riches. You know what I'm saying? So it's like hmm. for me, that was already embedded in my your, mind. Your parents were together. My parents were together at some points in my life, okay. and after they split. Okay. And you know what I'm your dad went back to Jamaica a lot? No. My, yeah, but my dad lived in Canada, but he, he was with someone else. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Oh. And then, um, I, I would go to see them in their two-floor two condominium. You know what I'm saying? My dad has three, four whips. You know what I'm saying? Three, four women. You know what I'm saying? And every time he'd see me, he would just basically give me cash mm. as if this is how you love a child. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And real talk, like, you can't raise a child by paying them. You know what I'm saying? And that's something mm. that I learned and that was something that defined who I am. But I'm going to go even further. So, like, when we talk about the glorifying and, and, and liking a certain lifestyle, people don't understand, like, circumstances lead to certain things. Like, I'll give you a... Okay, let me think. I'll give you a perfect example. When you're growing up in a neighborhood, you'll see, like, if you're, especially if you're in the hood, like, I didn't even live directly in my hood. I'm yeah. from Region Park, downtown Toronto. Right. This is one of the famous neighborhoods. Right. One of the first projects in North America. Anybody right. could look this up, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Before Queensbridge, Brooklyn, New York. Right. All of them were built off of the template of Region Park. Just, okay. just saying. Okay. So, um, anyways, um, when you grow up in the hood, right, and you see, like, the people that the community, people, the activists in the community, the people that the pillars of the community... And you respect them. Mm-hmm. Like, just say, like, Miss, 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 Miss Birth or Miss, Miss Christine or something. Like, some woman that, like, you know, she's been, like, a pillar in the community. And you see who she idolizes. Mm-hmm. Every time she sees you come by her, by her house, it's like, oh, man, you come over here with your drug dealing. Get away from my house. Oh, come around here hanging around smoking. We get away from my house. But then when the big drug man come through mm-hmm. and his big shiny the res- Benz. The respect's there. Oh, the oh, there he is. Oh, how you doing today? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And she shows him nothing but love. Mm-hmm. So what do you think a kid like me that's looking Understands. like when Miss, be Miss that Christine's yeah. always like, get away from me. I got to be the big man. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I'm going to get respect. Now, what comes with being the big man? You got to put in work to be the big man. Mm. And then that means putting work, whether you got to, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to get into specifics, you get to but yeah. you do the math. Yeah, 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 one plus yeah, two yeah, is, yeah. one, yeah, yeah. one going to always equal two. <clears> so people don't understand these factors. There's so much dynamic factors that play a part into getting to that level. And it's just, it's, it will take us all night to talk about it, but yeah. at the end of the day, you guys can understand that, listen, it's not just simple as one, two. There's yeah. a lot of things that a builder that leads Some to Some things you know? are bigger than us, right? 100%. A lot of people, they, they just don't know that reality. And, if just, it's, and, and I know we're going to come back to this, but if I'm not mistaken, something happened while you were incarcerated, correct? Oh, yeah, 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 okay. yeah most and, definitely. And, okay, so, Zvents, we're going to finish on Nicholas and then... We're going to sure. pick, oh, yeah, yeah, but go ahead, yeah. We I definitely mean, make the correlation. Because yeah, yeah, for sure. Nicholas' for sure. situation is, goes hand in hand with what, I'm going to court for that tomorrow. That's crazy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I got to leave uh, at four in the morning to get to Napanee Court. We're going we're gonna to get into that. Okay. You're still okay. here. Okay, okay. <laughs> 100%, 100%. Okay. Appreciate you, man. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. Um, when it comes to Nicholas Spring, that's what's going on. Mm. Right now, I know that they're being represented by something called Red Coalition. Mm-hmm. Um, Alain Babino is an organization that I know he's involved with. Yep. 
And that's pretty much what's going on with that. But why, why was he inside in the first place? Was he inside for like a long time or he just got I, in? That I'm like, not sure. Well, if, right. if he posted bail, he was pre-trial, right? Well, if he posted bail, he shouldn't have been in there. Like, definitely. What what he did that Period. got him in there, I feel like is completely irrelevant. Irrelevant, right. exactly. Because yeah. the main thing Has is nothing to do with the him. way he was treated. And on another level, before we go into like that violence, I just want to mention a couple of things. Mm-hmm. You feel me about that? The how bad it is at Bordeaux. So we have someone um, that was at. But when I say we have someone, I work with Desta, right? And we have a. Um, a holistic approach when it comes to dealing with people that are inside. We help people with employability. Uh, We help people when it comes to entrepreneurship. Help them just get their life back on track when they get out of prison, right? This is how I connected with Christoph. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. And on another level, um, I'll give you one situation just to show you just how fucked up it is at Bordeaux. Hmm. So we got someone inside, right? He has an abscess in his mouth, because hmm. of some, he's having some pain with one of his teeth. Right. He complains. And every time he complains, they give the guy Motrin IB. They give him two pills and they tell him, nah, man. Like, I want to see the nurses. Like, nah, nah, nah. Just, it gets so bad to the point where his leg becomes completely inflated. And even though his leg is like completely swollen and sore and he keeps complaining, yeah. they don't give him no attention. Mm. I spoke to a medical professional, and you know what they told me? Just an abscess in your mouth can actually cause you to have all type of issues with your heart. They would give the man no attention. So what we did was we finally got with human rights. And after we got through all of the human rights lines that we could get through, we got to someone. The next day, the man got treatment. It's crazy, man. It's, so it's, they really don't give a it's, shit. It's, when, it's crazy. That's it's one thing. Shit. When it comes to visitation, if you ever try to, I'm, I guarantee you, anybody listening right now, if you try to visit someone that is in a provincial prison, mm. I'm telling you, it's hell. I got one of my very close friends, man. Sometimes we take turns trying to call so she could get a visitation mm-hmm. with uh, one, of her, uh, one of her children. When it comes to um, anything with people inside, man, I'm telling you, it is upside down backwards so and i'm guessing the reason it's like that is because they're 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 making it happen on purpose basically like sort of or is it like the the health system it just sucks well well that the the health system is one thing but the visitation has the, nothing to the, do with the that correctional system. system. The correctional As system is just upside down. It is not made to help people rehabilitate. It is not made to serve people. But is it on purpose or is it, is it it's just on purpose? Yeah, it's on purpose. It's, okay. on purpose. It's, it's not that it's not well managed. On, listen, they have all the 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 the, the, um, the structure in play. They they can make things work the right way. How they it, just, just choose not. They, they choose not. They to decide not to do they it. They arbitrarily do this because they know that they can do it, and it's just like. Society doesn't care. There's no consequences to them. A lot of them take these type of jobs because they hate convicts. They hate people that are are affected by systemic issues. So they go in there with that mind state, like, I hate these niggas. These people deserve to be here. They deserve to be treated like shit. And something else to to add to what he's saying is they go unchecked. So I'll give you another I'll give you another example. Like you're dealing with the prison system. Most people are completely oblivious to what's going on in prison. Mm-hmm. We just think, okay, it's a whole bunch of killers, rapists. Of they deserve to be and there. Just keep us, keep them far away. But on the, but what, there's two things with that. So we we both re- really connected to Dr. Ted Rutland, right? Mm-hmm. Dr. Ted Rutland um, is doing some research and he's trying to find out what are like the statistics with people in prison. Do you know in Quebec 
the way they uh, they classify the the prison population. <laughs> I don't know. They don't even go I like know black, something. Hispanic. You know what I mean, or like Arab. They go dark skin. I knew it. Really? They I go light skin. I knew it. So you know what that does? That puts you in a position to to make it. It makes it very very difficult to see the statistics yeah. of what's going on You're in categorized prison. Categorized by skin tone. And this is this is all like in. In the newspapers and everything, yeah. so that just gives what? you an idea. Yeah, just, just, it's just so sure. all of us yeah. in the room, we black, right? Yeah, I mean, so, Martin's not black. Okay, <laughs> the ratio says that we all are. Okay, but we are black. But yeah. who's to well, say? You might as well be because he's hanging with all black. <laughs> <laughs> the same treatment, trust me. That's what I'm saying. But look, at the very mm. end of the day, who's light skin here? Mm-hmm. Who's light skin? No, that's for them to define. That's for them to define. That's for them to decide. That's what I'm saying. So how do you statistically measure what's going on? It's like it's a whole bunch of nonsense in there, man. You, you, you know, it's ridiculous. I'll say this. One thing I could tell people, and I, 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 I'm, I don't shy away from this. Like me, I don't wear like I have so much I want to get into. Go, mm-hmm. go, go. I'm, 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 I'm be honest with you. Like uh, people don't give a fuck. Until it affects them. Of, of course, course, of course. Let me tell you right That's now, I know a lot of people that be like, oh my God, you know what I mean? Like, these guys are complaining. Let their son get locked up and can't eat. Yes, yeah, of course. Let their son be locked up in prison and get yeah. his brains beaten. Yep. Yep. Let their son lose his life in prison and see how, how quick they're outside like this. Power to the people. And yeah. You mm-hmm. see? Because people don't realize that it can happen it affects to them. them. Yeah. yeah. You see what I'm saying? And that's yeah. a sad part. And I, I tell people all the time, I'm saying, listen, I'm going to ride for myself regardless. And I know how to make things happen. I make, I make water out of, you know what I'm saying? I, yep. make, I, I, I take water out of a stone. Like, you know yep. what I'm saying? I can make, get milk out of a stone. Like, I mm-hmm. will do what I do. You yep. know what I'm saying? I'm a hustler. But not everybody has that. Not you know what I'm saying? And some people way. fall into depression. And it's a vicious cycle. Uh, of course. You know what I'm saying? Of course. So I say all that to say this. Like, the young man that lost his life, first of all, that didn't have to happen. Yep. Um, he got bail, and they kept him there arbitrarily, and they know that this is wrong. And yet, still, they're trying to deflect. They're mm-hmm. trying to find, a, 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 like, put up a smoke screen and mm-hmm. show something else that has no bearing. It doesn't the, matter how much guys have phones in the in the jail. That's mm-hmm. something for you guys to deal with separately. Mm-hmm. And what does and 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 how they're showing it? It's just mm-hmm. so sad. And this is like the incident showing, happened how long ago now? It's um, within the same week. I, but like maybe within a week, a week after, and ten I days. Think he got, I think he died like the, on twenty third. Right? It was like right the before 23rd, Christmas. Twenty third, twenty fourth. Of course, he, he wanted to get out. Right? I, I mean, you post yeah. bail. Christmas is coming. You want to be with your family, right? For sure. So we're talking about in the span about a week. Yeah, we're talking about that article and the lack of information that we have. Yeah, to me speaks volume. And that the article, fact that, you know, had it been a person of a dif- of a different complexion, mm-hmm. that's my opinion. Yeah, I believe that first of all, they never probably wouldn't have, you know, uh, gone on a smear campaign trying to make that person look like, oh, uh, mm-hmm. he's a he's not, he's not a victim, he's a crook, he he deserved what came to him. Uh, it's just that the narrative, whenever it has anything to do, you know something to do with people that look like us, mm-hmm. the mission is to make us look like, hey. That person deserved it. Don't pity this person. Mm-hmm. Let's just try to, you know, make this thing just go away. Exactly. Well, the first thing they do, they put out this music video. Yeah. So you know, oh, 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 you know the persona, yeah, oh, yeah, the persona yeah, of the yeah, hip hop yeah. culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you see him in the video. He's moving like a guy. You know what I'm saying? So it's like people automatically. It's the so regular easy. people are looking so at that and saying, oh my God, he's one of them. It's but can, so but can we, can like, we, can why we just, Why are they going to feel bad? Just for the conversation, and we never know <clears throat> who's listening to us. But we can agree uh, at some point that 
even though he didn't deserve to die, that's 100%, we still have a problem with the culture that's around. 100%. For sure. Which, which, which is around. 100%. Which is, which is again, at the, at the end of the day, the reason why, hmm. you know, he would. The culture is one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The incident is an entirely yeah, different thing. Yes. That's what I'm saying. So let's yeah. just that's, so mix things. Yeah. And so get, I'm just wanna I just wanna point out that we're not blind. Right. We're not blind. If, it if, doesn't if anything, justify anything. If but right. at the end of the day, it's like okay, let, let, let me let me just point that out, okay? I remember growing up and my mom always telling me, uh, not only my mom, but my family telling me, you're gonna you're gonna have to work. To, uh, twice harder right. as everybody else mm-hmm. because they right. have the upper, right. they, they, you know, whatever. So you, you, everybody has heard that, right? And to me, it's like, oh, it's unfair, but it's the reality. So you have to, you know, you have to play with that. You know, you have, you have to do what I accept it, right? So I'm thinking to myself, like, it's the same thing. I'm thinking to myself, it's unfair to say that, you know, we have a, Problem with the with our culture, with the hip hop culture, the streets and whatever. But I think it, we we will be remiss to not let people know that we have our pulse on it, that we have our 100%. eyes on it, and whatever. And then still talk about the issue. I agree. You know, and and that's that, that's what I just want to bring out because you guys telling me that they put his video out as if it had anything to do any relevance, you know, any relevance control, or situation. Yeah. I'm just saying they could have put a picture of him going to church. They didn't Clearly. choose that. Yeah. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure there is. Some. Yeah. Of course, so yeah, yeah that's exactly. So, I'm, and you know, and, and I want to make like everything in correlation, and and we're gonna get back to your story, Chris. But like, look to what happened with Tory Lanes, right? Like, what happened with Tory Lanes at the same time is also, in a sense, like you know, uh, talking about his tattoos and talking about you know. Uh, well, I you mean, know, he was already it, on probation. He was an, he was acting a fool. But yeah, check, exactly. That, that, but he was already in a position where he knew better. Yeah, you're check. telling me a 21 year old that I have no idea. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah. But at least you had your. Or I don't know the gentleman what his yeah. situation is. Yeah. You know, God forbid we would ideally all have one person in our lives to, to help guide us towards the right path. Yeah. Right? That, so, and you had your mom. So. Yeah. Let me just add two things to what you just said. Number one, he wasn't proven guilty. Mm-hmm. He was just arrested. So we don't know. That's number one. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't even know. What, what, what happened? Yeah. We'll never know. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll Joe, never. Blow, Joe Blow went to jail, posted bail. And when that person was supposed to get out, they didn't get out. They complained and they 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 got they got murdered or assassinated. Yeah. That's how we could see it. Yep. But on another level, since we want to talk about that, this is something that um, as soon as I say the name, I know he's gonna know where I'm going with this. William Rainville. Who's that? William Rainville is the young Quebecer that got caught with 249 pistols or pieces oh, of pistols. Oh, yeah. And he was smuggling that. Yep. He went to prison and the man already out. Yep. But is if he? me or him, yeah, he's already oh, out. Shit. If me, him, if anybody in this room nope. get caught with one pistol, nope. we're going to do so much more it's time. Yeah. When, he, when he got arrested... They put a picture of him from his Desjardins profile. Yeah. You get what I mean? Yep. They had him looking like all dedicated and all it this type of so stuff with the suit. Yo. But this guy actually purchased a house hmm. right around the border so he could have this type of activity going on. Yeah. And his sole purpose was to make money because you're not going to be using 249 guns. It's Exactly. In the midst... Of what people are saying, it's like it's crazy guns, yeah, yeah, guns, the murder, guns, the murder, guns, the murder rate, guns, right, right, exactly. right. The shootings, yeah. yeah every but week. this guy is on the street. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's out now. Yeah, of he's course. out, man. There's multiple cases like that, and I, I'm, I'm not gonna get into any of them because I feel uncomfortable. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like talking yeah. about that, cause no, me, no. Yeah. I like, 
<laughs> Anyways, I still struggle with that mentality. Yeah, it's frustrating. So let me let me let me break something down to you. So it's Go like ahead. when you talk about like um, you're saying like the problem with our community. So it's that's apparent that we have a problem with our community for sure. But where does that problem come from? It's a mindset that has been installed into yep. us. So for and me, people are profit, profiting off of that. Of course. Yeah. The music that we listen to, the clothes that we wear, yeah. the jewelry that we wear. Yeah. Listen, brother, man, this is the first time I put my, the second time I put my jewelry on since I came out. I sold my watch. I sold my Rolex. I sold all these, my bracelets because I'm trying to get rid of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, you know what I'm saying? These are, these are like trophies that I had. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, anybody looking for a piece like this, I'm trying to sell this right now. Yeah. You know, I'm going to plug yeah. that because at the end of the day, I don't want to show this off to my community. Yeah. But it's still a part of, a ta- I'm still attached to it. Some, it's to part some of level. the culture. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, so, you know, um, I've had stuff like this since 2003, 2000, 2001. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, this specific piece I had in 2003, and I'm saying all this to say, it's like when I'm on Instagram now and social media, I post a lot of stuff about not like, for us to be not so focused on trinkets, mm-hmm. which are these mm-hmm. little things, yep. and, 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 and the drip and the, the Louis this, the Louis that, the Gucci this. You know what I mean? Like, I don't promote that stuff. You know what I mean? Because I feel like that's the stuff that's hindering our community. Yep. But at this, it doesn't mean that if someone works hard for something, they can't go out and buy it. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying don't live your life for those things. Yeah. Because then the, the people that you're raising, the young ones that you're raising, they're going to assume the same thing. Mm-hmm. Because if you grow someone to, 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 to like watermelon... They're gonna want watermelon when they grow up. Yeah, yeah. If you grow someone to like Louis of Vuitton course, shoes and jewelry, yeah. they're gonna want that, and they're gonna try to get it by any means it's, necessary. It's crazy. Just, yeah. just yeah. on the sidebar, I'm gonna let you continue afterwards. But I saw a girl posting on on Instagram. I don't even know why I follow her. Like, uh, <laughs> like I can find a few reasons. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but whatever. But um, <laughs> she posted a picture of her. Um, Be careful. <laughs> Be straight. Be straight. I'm letting him speak. <laughs> Wifey knows I love her. But, but yeah. uh, no, but um, she posted a, a picture of her Christmas tree. And, uh, you know, it's, a, you know, you know, those more modern Christmas tree, mm-hmm. all white with the mm-hmm. right decorations, whatever, all themed right, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And at the, bottom, at the bottom of it was like two Chanel boxes. Oh, yeah. Only those two Chanel boxes. Why? Why? Why is that relevant for? I mean, I mean, and I'm just saying like, and, and I'm talking about I'm not talking, and this is not violence. This is not whatever. But that it's it in one picture. It's everything that's wrong. Like Chanel is not black owned first, <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, first of all, you're promoting a brand that doesn't give a fuck about you, you Would know, you live or die. Right. And then those Chanel boxes are probably empty. <laughs> you know, that's one thing, that's you thing know, yeah. and the other thing is like, why, why do we need, the, we feel the need to floss for the other brother or sister to eat on us and then come and try and take it from us? I mean, you know, that's crazy to, to just add to, to what y'all saying, man, for me, long story short, to make it super simple, young people and even adults when you value yourself based on what you have, what you do, and what people think about you, mm. you're screwed. And that's what get a lot of young dudes involved in the street and a lot of young women because we get our value from what we have, what we do, and what people think about us. Yeah, that's society so today. I, I'm going to add on to that. Yeah. So for me, when I was younger, I realized that 
I had an issue. I didn't love myself enough. Mm -hmm. So there's certain things that I used to possess that made me feel... Like you were something. Like I was something, exactly, mm -hmm. brother. Like it gave me a false sense of empowerment, false sense of power, like one, having a gun, like you 24 were hours a day. You were defined by the, by the Yeah, way. so like if I have my gun every day, I feel like nobody could talk to me. Mm -hmm. If you talk to me, you're going to have a problem. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I wasn't, I wasn't scared to use it. My, yeah. my record speaks for itself. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I have that. And then after I wear these, the, the jewelry, so everybody's always looking at me. All the girls. I mean, I, if, if you guys see pictures of me at 15, 16, you're going to be like, this nigga, like 15? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So at, at real talk, it's like I had this thing in my mind that the more jewelry I had, the nicest cars I have, you the know what I'm saying? Women, like, the more women. The more women, but not even so much the women. It was more so just like I felt like I was on top of the world. You know what I'm Power, saying? Power, prestige. And it's just that it's all about loving yourself. Mm -hmm. So me, I try to teach my daughter. My daughter's turning 20 soon. You know what I'm saying? I'm 38. My, my daughter's turning 20. So I started young. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I try to promote her like nothing that she wears should define her. Give, define her. Define yeah. her or give value to her. So I'm saying it's important for her to love herself for who she is. You how do you feel? How do you feel she tracks with that? Like, do you I think? Mean, it's a hard thing Listen, to teach, man. I have one. I have a piece on my blog, freedomsamust.net. I talk about um, parenting from prison. Okay, when you have to parent from prison, it's a whole different ball game, brother. <laughs> How long did you stay inside? Twelve years. Twelve years straight. So that means that when I went to prison, my daughter was six. When I got out, my daughter was eighteen. Damn. Wow. You feel me? So my, I, I had to try to. Raise my daughter through uh, prison. So every 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 holiday, every birthday, every Teenage time years, I yeah, Teenage you know what I'm saying. I missed out on 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 on, on vital right vital, the core the core yeah, right exactly, and that kills me to this day. You know what I'm saying? Because like now rebuilding that relationship, it's difficult because I don't even know her. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I just met her boyfriend the other day. You know what I'm saying? I'm just glad it was a good dude that I, that's honorable, that has his head on his shoulder, that knows what he wants. But to be honest with you, a lot of brothers in prison, man, a lot of brothers in prison don't have that opportunity because their families leave them. Yeah. Because the stereotype. Because it's easier for them to just go. Just watch out for the mic. Keep it closer. Sir, it's easier for them to just go. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I understand that. And um, I'll just say, like, I learned that I didn't love myself, no. So that's why I'm trying to get rid of all this stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Spen sees me all the time. I never have my jewelry on. Yeah, you yeah. ever see me my jewelry on? Never, yeah. brother. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not trying to promote this, but I said I'm going to a podcast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No shine. You know what I'm saying? No shine. No, listen. You're still human. So, you're still listen, human. At the, end no of the day, doubt, at the end of the day, I think that um, it, it's funny because I just watched... Uh, uh, Waka Flocka interview. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, that was a good one. Yeah, with uh, the sound bite, right? He was talking about um, owning the hood, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah man, that's not, that's he doesn't flex deep. around the hood anymore. Yeah. You see, you see the evolution. The evolution. Bro. <laughs> and he, I know he's been on that for a while. I, I've, I've followed his career, and I know he's been on that for a while. But what he's speaking is so. He's, he, he, he got it. You yeah. know, like he, he saw it. He's like, that doesn't make any sense. Right. And he changed, but he. It's not because he changed that it's going to change the whole hood or the exactly. whole culture, whatever. But at the end of the day, I think it's just, I do, I have hope. I have hope that when you see people like him and other people, you know, like uh, speaking up and saying, listen, this, it doesn't make any sense. No you know, whatever, that eventually it's going gonna, it's gonna to help 
us get to another level. But um, let's dive more into um, my situation, your situation, yeah. yes. and, okay, so and, and what happened exactly, and basically how you dealt through all of that. Okay, so um, after I got convicted um, in 2000, I got convicted uh, the day before my mother's birthday, December 16th, 2011. Um, I got convicted of second-degree murder. I was going through trial first degree, and I got convicted. After I got convicted, um, there was a... Uh, did, did you pay for your own lawyer, or did you use the state? I the paid partially okay. and used some legal aid, because by that time, man, my money done... And I realized that I was up against a system because it wasn't my mm -hmm. first murder charge. Right. I'm saying I've been through multiple... One that you, you beat another cases one? cases before, yeah, exactly, and, and you like beat that. them? Yeah, you, you don't say beat, you just say exonerated. Exonerated. Oh, okay. Beat, it's like as if you yeah, did something. Yeah, it sounds, right. I got it exonerated okay, okay. of those cases and, and whatnot, you know what I'm saying? So... When I came home now, oh, sorry, when I, when I beat those, when I got exonerated in those cases. Yeah, you <laughs> You see? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. when you get it, I got exonerated in those cases, I, um, I ended up getting charged with uh, this murder that I got convicted for. Right. And, um, uh, and that was in Toronto? Yeah, it's okay. in Toronto. All my cases are from Toronto. I don't right. have any cases from out here in right. Quebec, you know? But, um, Let's so, keep it that way. Yeah, no doubt, for sure, for sure, 100%. <laughs> um, so um, as I was saying, I got convicted. And then something happened that never happened in Canada's history before. A jury came forward and said that she was coerced into finding me guilty. Mm -hmm. so the Crown Attorney and the, oh, the police and, and, and the other jury members were pressuring her. This is the first time this ever happened in Canada's history. You know what I'm saying? So, and they, what they did with that, they swept it underneath the rug. Because they're like, bro, it's big. The media didn't pick it up? Oh, for sure they did, but okay. it just got swept under the rug real fast. Wow. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of politics behind my, my, my life. Um, we're not going to delve into right, that right, right, no right problem, now, no problem. I'm just giving you guys some yeah, context yeah, yeah. of how real shit is. You know yeah. what I'm saying? My life is a real movie, bro. Like, no joke. Okay. With the crooked cops and all that type of shit. We ain't going to get into all that. But, um, so I say all that to say, once we, um, I end up getting convicted, I end up getting, um, do, the, losing the motions, which is motions is just something when you file uh, for something to happen in right. court. So I filed for a motion to have a new trial because the jury thing came out that they were mm -hmm. coerced into finding yeah. me guilty. Uh -huh. They didn't want to hear none of that. They're like, nigga, you're going to jail. Right. I'm saying all the shit that you, you, done. Done, you done got exonerated of, no, you're going to jail. Yeah. So boom, I end up going to the penitentiary. When I got to the penitentiary, my girlfriend at the time, she's like Italian, Venezuelan mix. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, but she looks just straight white. You know what I'm saying? So boom, whenever I go to visits, the guards be hating. You know what I'm saying? Because right. she looked bad. Too, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. They be hating and they be telling her, oh, yo, why don't you find yourself a nice Italian boy? Why you with this nigga? You know he's a murderer. You know what I'm saying? He's involved in organized crime. The guards saying this. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is what they do. You know what I'm saying? They don't want us to have support. They want us to be by ourselves so they could just abuse us. You know what I'm saying? And treat us however they want to treat us. Because they look at us as just punching bags. They come in from work, their wife cheat on them. They say, oh, you know, we're going to fuck somebody up today. Mm -hmm. This is how they wow. think, bro. You, you, guys are, you guys become like living punching bags. Yeah, no doubt. Facts. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So, brother, you can still hear me, right? Because <laughs> I got I got, I see I got it low, you know? Yeah. But um, so, boom. Um, So, as I said, you know, they kept on accosting my, 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 my girlfriend at the time. And me, I was already in segregation because... I had gotten some beef, like one of my homies got stabbed. In the, I was in J unit, which is an infamous prison, um, uh, federal penitentiary. Now it's uh, more of a protective custody. Where is it located? It. It's in Millhaven Institution. It's okay. in um, uh, Kingston, Ontario. Okay, okay. Right. That's like the mega compound from the most jails in Canada. Is it like in the middle of nowhere? 
Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, okay. like KKK territory, pretty much. Oh you know what I'm saying? God. They had, I think they had the last KKK compound in that area, to be honest with you. Nice. This is a real thing. Like, they <laughs> nice. had KKK I mean, compounds out so here, bro. Nice. Like, the it's real talk, you know what I'm saying? People don't know this. Like what people, you see but if you look this shit up, you can see it. You know what I'm saying? Cheers to that. People so don't care. Boom. People don't care. Yeah, you know what I mean? But they don't care until it affects them. Of course. You know what I'm saying? As we say. So, boom, now, we ended up, Um, I ended up... Uh, in the you in J the J uh, I'm in J unit yeah, yeah. and um basically some drama popped off whatever whatever I found myself in segregation so once a week they are, you're allowed to have visits when you're uh -huh. in segregation so I was in a place called um ECA so um emergency care area so this is where they keep like if you're like if you're a Hannibal Lecter this is where they keep you you see what mm, I'm saying shit. so like they keep like, like there's no like the roof is like 20 feet in the air, there's no windows, you don't know what, if it's night or day, you know what I'm saying? Like, and they, and, and, and you, they feed you through the hatch, and like, you have to handcuff, you gotta be handcuffed behind your back when you come outside the cell. It's like, that's how they deal with you, you know what I'm saying? Wow. So that's where they had me. I'd have to go to, um, you get a shower once every other day, you get a phone call once every other day, you get fresh air once every other day. You know what I'm trying to say? This is the type of treatment that people were having. That's why you see they, there was a big, um, $28 million lawsuit for uh, class action for, mm -hmm. um, yeah. for, mm -hmm. for segregation because of those inhum inhumane conditions. Go, go a little bit deeper on segregation, what it really means. Bro, when you're in segregation, it's just like you're isolated from everyone. You know what I'm saying? And you got to do 23 and 1, which you're supposed to do. But yeah. you do a lot more than that sometimes because the guards are decide if you're going to eat. They decide if you're going to get your medication for people that are on medication. They decide if you're going to use the phone to call your family and loved ones. They decide pretty much everything yeah, if you're so, going to go get fresh air and all that. Wow. So yeah. basically, like, you're, it's not guaranteed. It's not as if Nothing like, is guaranteed. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like <laughs> isolation. You get isolated whenever they see that, they, they say that you're uh, a threat to the security, the institution of the security, or... To be honest with you, man, just when they don't like you, bro. Of course. Of I'm course. just being honest. Looking for a reason to stay sane, man. I would go crazy. How do you stay sane? It's either you got to make an option. It's, it's you got to make a choice. Well, you know some don't. Some don't stay sane. Some don't. A lot of people. I've seen a lot of people lose their minds, start talking Shit, to themselves. I would. Good. I mean, I just feel like I was built from good stock. You know what I'm saying? I'm original, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you know what I'm saying? I'm a Jamaican. You know what I'm saying? I'm from you know that Shanti tribe run deep in my blood. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like you know what I'm saying? I got that the, strength. The that spirits power. were you know right. Hey, brother, why you shake your head? You Haitians are strong too, brother. Why you know it? We know it. We know it. Come on, bro. It's cool. But he gave y'all book. Come on, like But Chris, tell me something. Um, you got convicted. Yeah. You got convicted at that time of uh, uh, not what I mean the sentence. Well, you I told me life, early. I got life twelve. You got life twelve. So you knew you were gonna get out in twelve. No, that does not. Life twelve doesn't mean that. Okay, why I know. Guy, I know guys that um. That's when you're eligible for parole. Yes. After twelve years is when There's you're still actually no eligible for parole. Yeah. But when when uh, for full parole. Right. Um. But I know guys that when I went to the penitentiary, they were in there already 10, 15 years, and they're still there right now. Yeah. No. And problem. they have life ten. Wow. So just to show you, anything that you do, you know how hard it was for me to get out? That's a whole other story. Right. Let me get into yeah, the yeah, whole go, yeah, 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 yeah. Go into so the boom now. Um, I'm there. A girl's always coming to check me. You know what I'm saying? She's loyal. She's coming to check me, whatever. And I'm going through hell. I just got a life sentence as a 25-year-old. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Seeing that my life could be gone. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I know that I got to raise a child. My, I'm, I'm going to lose my house. I'm going to lose all the cars I have. I'm going to lose Your all family. the money I got. And luckily, I didn't spend all my money on lawyers because I wouldn't have been able to do my bid. Because I right. lived my bid through residual money that I had stashed. But I'm a street nigga, so I understood that, yo, you can't spend all your money on your lawyer. Because if you do and, you've, and, and you blow trial... 
you're done. You're gonna wow. be you're gonna be out here having to hustle in jail, and that's how niggas don't get out because they oh. find themselves trying to hustle, and, they get caught and then they shit. get caught, and then after they use that against you. Of course, when they arrest you and they tell you. Whatever you say can and will be used against you in the court of yeah, law, they mean that shit, bro. They mean that shit. Right till that, even to this day, right now, as because I'm partially free, I'm on day parole. Right. So I'm not even on full parole yet. But just the life sentence, it just means that, like, bro, I could spit on a on the sidewalk and the cops see me. That could be a reason. And that's a mischief that charge. Be a reason, yeah. Done. And I could go back to jail for that. That yeah. done. Okay. And I could find myself back in jail for two years for that. Yeah. Wow. Minimum. Yeah. Wow. I just want you guys to understand the type of road that I have to walk. Right. It's a thin line. So if you see me out here for over a year, it's because I'm doing, bro, I speak at universities, at yep. colleges. I, I work with the brother, mm -hmm. with the youth. You know what I'm saying? I do all type of stuff. And I, I'm registered for, uh, I, I go to university myself. I work construction and I just open my own foundation. You know what I'm yep, saying? Yep, so yep, just yep. understand like, and even then they still, oh no, we want you to do more time. They're we still looking for time. any reason. Of yeah. course. And this is what they do. Now I'm going to go back again yep, go ahead. to the incident. So boom, one day Shorty comes to visit me and um, they're accosting her. They're like, oh, you know, your, your skirt's too short. She comes in, she's wore this skirt multiple times to come visit me. But they're saying, oh, your skirt's too short. You got to go change. So she went and put on stockings. And I'm saying, she came back, oh, no, your, your, your bra is, uh, it's hanging. We can see your bra strap. You got to go put on a shirt. So they gave her one of the jail shirts yeah. to put on. So she had to wear the big jail shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she felt fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, she come there and sexy, her sexy get up, yep. you know what I'm saying, for a man, whatever. Anyways, long story short, they, they, we still had to visit. They were like, oh, after the visit now, they're telling me, oh, you are making out with her too much. What are you talking about? I don't even I don't even like kissing. Be honest with you. Mm. I must have kissed a girl one, two times, you know what I'm saying? I really I'm not even a kissing type <laughs> yeah, of nigga. Yeah, yeah. So, so they were making up stuff. Yeah, they're just making up all kinds yeah, yeah. of shit. So I'm like, hey, what are you talking about? I'm like, matter of fact, yo, listen, I just wanna know where was my daughter's visit application. Now, for everybody, like I'll I'll send you guys a link, they can see the video of what happened. You guys will see clearly, because I got mm. the video of this assault, which is very rare within Damn. itself. But I got that because... How'd you have access to it? I didn't yeah. have access to it. Correctional Services of Canada, also known as CSC, they destroyed the video. But I was able to, through my channels, to be able to get the video. Interesting. I, I, I'm not going to lay no, out of all course. that. No, no, of course. Of course. You know what I'm saying? It's a yep. complicated situation. But Correctional Services destroyed it, That's but incredible. I was able to still get it. And I got it. Um, the incident happened in 2012. I ended up getting the video in 2019. Just watch out for the mic. Sorry, yeah. yeah. The, the incident happened in 2012, and mm -hmm. I end up getting the video in 2019. 19. 19. Right? Okay. So, um, Crazy. back to the story. So, yep. boom, I end up, um, I'm at, uh, I'm at the visit. I'm telling her, like, I'm telling the, the, the female staff that's, that was hating on my visitor, listen, hey, um, I'm looking for my daughter's visit application. Yep. She's like, you know what? I don't know where it is. Go over there and strip search. I'm like, but you can't strip search me. What are you talking about? What? You see her in the video. She's pointing to me. She walks past me. She's like, no, you go over there and strip now. I'm telling you to strip now. Could you tell them why she's not able? Yeah, because the way it goes is like um, men are not allowed to be stripped by women and women are not allowed to strip by men. Okay. Right. So you have to be stripped as you, by your same sex. Yes, yeah. yes. So let me get, to be honest with you, bro, I'd rather a woman strip me naked. Yeah, I get it. I, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'd rather that be my woman. <laughs> I'm not going to be stripping naked for just any random girl yeah, that just yeah. wants to see black dick. Like, yeah, I'm not into that. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So, boom. And I'm not even saying that's what she'd be into, but it was just, like, Dehumanizing for me to of feel course. like, oh, I have to strip search her. Of yeah. course. So boom, I'm like, I'm not strip searching for you. I'm like, yo, let the male come, I'll strip search. 
So then the male hears this talking, the guy that actually is supposed to strip search me, and he starts coming to strip search me, and then she walks away, and I give him, I start, I start the strip search. Mm -hmm. You see this in the video. I give the guy my ID, my, my prisoner ID, which I can show you guys what it, what it looks like, because I actually right. still have one. I got to walk with it every day, or else I'll go back to jail. That's another thing, too. Wow. Damn. So, boom. <laughs> um, uh, so, I give them the ID, and then um, all of a sudden, I just see guards coming from everywhere. She went and called the code blue, what they call it. Code blue is when they call attention to all the guards that come to one area. So she calls code blue, saying that um, I'm, I'm, I'm being difficult. I'm, 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 I'm refusing a direct order. Bro, I didn't refuse shit. So now they all surround me. You see this in the video. And they're telling me strip search. Now there's not just female staff. There's male staff, but there's a 30 bunch, of them there. A bunch of them. And I'm like... They're just, like, no, you need to strip search now. I'm like, I'm definitely not strip searching in front of all you guys. Like you're an animal, basically. Yeah, I said, I'm not doing that. Two seconds later, boom, pepper sprayed. Yeah. Then they start rushing me, boom, kicking me, you know what I'm saying? Like, kicking mm. me, punching me, left, right, and center. And then they start, one of them, they're fighting over who could choke me. So two of them are fighting over who could put me in a chokehold. But mind you, I found out through studying the law later that that chokehold that they're trying to put me in is actually illegal. abolished for CCU right. since wow. 1999. It's illegal. Wow. Wow. This is the same chokehold that killed people like Eric Garner. Eric Garner. That's okay? what was If you guys remember right. how Eric Garner was yeah. killed, yeah. it's the same thing. And, bro, they choked me out. I've never been. I've been through wars, bro. No one's ever knocked me out. I'm not just saying that. Check my record. Yeah, no one's that, ever that's... knocked me out. I got put to sleep. They choked me out unconscious. Bro, I'm going to keep it all the way real. I pissed my pants, bro. Mm. I woke up. They fucked you up. You know what happens when you piss your pants? I didn't defecate, but... When you piss your pants, it's because you had a near-death experience, right. bro. Yeah, you lost. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, not in the I could have died, bro. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand this. And they choked me out. And you see them there. Some of them are laughing. It just reminded me of a, of a modern-day lynching. Because if people know what the word words like picnic means, you'd never use that word if you know what picnic actually stands for. It stands for pick a nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because back in the days, they used to pick a nigga, put him up. And it used to be a big um, like, uh, event. Mm -hmm. And they'd say, we're going to pick a nigga today. And they're going to hang him. And you see, I could, I could send you guys pictures. Celebrating, and you yeah. see them celebrating. You see the kids laughing. Oh, my God, he's dying. Oh, my God, he's pissing all over himself. And shit, yeah. That's the way shit works. And that's what I thought about. When you see the video, you're going to see all white people. There's no black people. Same it's just thing. me and them. And they're assaulting me for no fucking reason, bro. They wanted to humiliate you. Yeah, 100%. that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to humiliate me and demean me. And they find and that entertaining. I felt like they wanted to kill me. That's well, how I it wouldn't felt. have mattered had you died to them. Yeah, it wouldn't have mattered because, first of all, they already destroyed the video. Mm -hmm. So if I had died, I would have just no been a memory. Nothing, uh... And that's the reason why you're going to court tomorrow. So, yes, I'm going to court tomorrow. So after all these years when I decide to fight, and this is what I want to tell you, too, like, the system is messed up. I had lawyers, bro, um, that... When I won my grievance, so the, the, who's in charge of correctional services in Canada right now is a lady named Ann Kelly. At the time, she was just working as like a senior, a deputy, you know what I'm saying? So she answered to my grievance because we have processes inside to complain. Of course. But they're just like frivolous. They just don't even, it doesn't even make sense to complain because you always lose. So 97.7% of the grievances that are filed are denied. Right. Mind you, this grievance that I filed was one because one thing I do is I know the law. I studied the law and I wrote it specific to, to certain things and I, I, I made it in a way where they couldn't really deny it. I won the grievance. That lady that's now the head of Correctional Services of Canada, she's the one that responded to that grievance. And she basically absolved the guards of doing any bad behavior. She said, 
we're not going to absolve you of the bad behavior you did that led to you getting assaulted. She accused me. Like it's your fault. Like it was my fault. And I have that in paper with her writing and her signed. And she is the boss of Correctional Services of Canada. So if she can do that. She's protecting her people. Not even just that, brother. Of course she's going to do that. If she thinks like that, imagine what all of her subordinates yeah, think. Yeah, of yeah, course. yeah. Of yeah. course. They can do whatever they're they want. And they're being backed by her. Exactly. I'm going to speak on something else, too. You see when um, you talk about this, we, we're, we're assuming that um, uh, Spring... Um, Nick is Spring. Nick is Spring died by asphyxiation. Yeah. Because he, he had the mask on, which yep. is... If you guys know what a Hannibal Lecter mask is, that's like that with the, yeah, with the, with with the, the cover lines. on it. Yep. So the little part that Hannibal Lecter had, that part would be covered, and they sprayed him there. So, so they blocked everything. Breathe, bro. They blocked everything. You can't breathe. So he, he died definitely most likely from asphyxiation. Yeah. And probably a couple of punches and kicks to the head too because they don't play to do that. And they got steel toe boots. So imagine someone kicking you in your head with construction boots. You feel me? So this is the type of shit that people got to deal with. So boom, now imagine, so now they pepper sprayed me. You're going to see in the video because I'm going to send you guys the video yeah. too so you guys can upload it along with the story. And um, so they pepper sprayed me and I'm there, whatever, whatever. And when they dragged me, they, they handcuffed me in the back, and when they lift me up, they lift me up. So imagine your hands are handcuffed behind you, and they lift you up just by your hands. They, they dislocated both yeah, of my yeah, shoulders. Your shoulders bro. are gone. They dislocated both of my shoulders. Just because, honestly, genetically, we're, we're blessed. <laughs> bro, I was able to heal back properly. I'm still in the, you know, in the gym pumping three yeah. plates. Like, you know what I'm saying? But a lot of people don't get like that no. because they ruin you. Yeah. They, they lift me up. They walk me back. <laughs> I can't even see where I'm going because they did this special maneuver that they do. They did this special. Mike is well. Uh, we yeah. all here. They did a special move, maneuver that they did, and they walked me backwards, so I can't see where I'm going. Imagine you're pepper sprayed. You have to walk backwards. You don't know where they're going. They could be taking you to your death chamber. They could be taking you to a cliff. They could be taking you to water to throw you in the Whatever. ditch. You don't know. Yeah. So they walk me to another area, and they have a trick. The sunlight with the pepper spray. Oh my God, bro! It's like it's like if you eat something hot yeah. and then you drink hot water. Right. You understand? Yeah. So what happens is they put me in a room where another strip search room, and they put me right in front of the uh, uh, the, the sunlight because it was in the day the visit. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And the sun's beaming in on me, and they, they said, "Turn him around over there." Yeah, I hear them telling. It. They turned me around, bro. It's almost like my know. face was burning. You know when a vampire goes into the sun? Yeah. Wow. That's how I felt. My face was literally burning, bro. And they're wow. like, "Strip, strip." And I hear a couple of niggers in there, like you know, like strip nigger, like you know, shit like that. Mm. And then the, now the correctional manager, who's their boss, which you call him the four banana. He's saying, and Spence never even heard these details before. You know what I'm saying? It's my brother, and I never even got into right, it like yeah, this with him. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, so when I'm there now, the correctional manager is telling them, he's like, yo, let me do a time check. Okay, good, we're good. So um, he, the correctional manager, who's their boss, he's telling them, okay, guys, we have him under control now. He's contained. You guys need to go. There's too many of you guys in here. It's inhumane. We got us, you know, he's got a strip search now. You guys have to leave. You heard all of them are saying, fuck that. We're not leaving. Fuck that nigger. I have that shit on video. You I'm hear saying? them? Of course, I can hear it. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I don't no, know. You mean on, the, on you video. Meant in the video? Yeah, I have it on video because they in the video them. you hear them. Yes, you can hear them saying, "Yo, fuck that, we're not leaving." He's gonna strip right here in front of all of us. We don't trust and them. You, and you hear them saying the n-word? Yeah, yeah, you hear all that. I mean, I'm saying. At this point, the n-word is like just like icing on the cake. That's the norm, bro. With everything that's happening, like so, boom, they made a show out of it. So it's like boom. Now they um, they're they're strip searching me, and um. So basically, I have to strip search now in front of the same people that I said I wasn't going to strip search in front of. 
A few of them walked out, well, but there was still a lot of them in front, in front of the people that gave you a beat down. Exactly. Yeah. So imagine how humiliating that is. Of course. My, yeah. my face is burnt all up. I can't even see who's in front of me, yeah. and I have to strip. That was the first time, bro. Not, not, even, not even. Not yeah. even. Animal. That was the first time, bro, not that even. I felt like, like I couldn't Gosh, even. Like I felt off, so low, bro. I felt like I was beneath the earth. <sighs> How they made me feel like as if I wasn't human, like I was subhuman, like nigga, just do what the fuck we're telling you or we'll kill you in this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? That's how I felt. So then boom, I let that sit in. I end up going back into segregation. It's like, you know, I'm dealing with all the dramas from jail, you know what I'm saying? Like street politics, whatever, whatever. And then I got to live with all that. I'm not even getting into all that, but fast forward now. Um, so 2000, I did the grievance. I ended up winning the grievance after they transferred me to Donnacona. That's how I made it to Quebec. Because they knew I had support in, in Quebec, so they sent me to another region. That's what they thought was doing me a favor, because they didn't want me in their prison no more, right? Because I'm a liability to them. Mm. So they got they me out of the prison, of yeah. so, but they sent me to another maximum security. Because back then, when you're a lifer, you got to do two years max regardless. See you know what I'm saying? When huh. you go to the penitentiary, you got a two years max, and then you can go to a cascade down. So I got to Donnacona, and I won the grievance, and um, I tried to file a, a, a lawsuit. They told me, oh, the statute of limitation ran out because they delayed the, they delayed the process so that... What is the limitation? Seven? Statute time? of limitation means it's like no, the I amount know, of time that you have. It's 10 years, so because this happened in 2012, So you right? get 30 days to file another grievance, uh -huh. and then you, if, by the time you get a decision, then you have another 60 days to file something. Yeah, There's we're talking about days. Okay, it's okay, not statute of limitation on a crime. He's okay. talking about basically days to fill out the right paperwork. Okay. And whatever, so they were delay, delaying that paperwork and then whatever, you exactly. know? Exactly, so then basically when I wanted to sue and, 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 and do all that, I couldn't. And back then, I'm in the max, I'm not thinking about, you know, definitely not charging no police, because that's just against my ethics, you know what I'm saying, to charge anybody, because I'm a street nigga, so I'm like, yo, I'm not charging nobody with nothing. But later on in life, I'm like, yo, it's time for, like, I realize that the street life paralyzes us from being able to actually get justice. Handicaps you. True. It handicaps us because we have this mentality that, yo, we're not going to do this, we're not going to do that. While they're doing While it While they're you. doing it and using yeah. it against us. Yeah. The system is built and designed this way. And they pump into our head. You'll see sometimes like it's these like, record execs, yeah, don't snitch, no snitching. Yeah, Those guys will snitch on you in a heartbeat. Oh. You walk past their house, they'll call the cops. <laughs> of course. You know what I'm saying? Of course. But they're telling you this because they know that it works in their favor. Yeah, we're protecting them. So all that to say, like, um, years later, I kept on fighting, but I, one thing I kept on doing, even though I was going through so much stress, I ended up breaking up with my girlfriend at the time, lost my house, lost everything, but I still had a little bit of bread I was able to maintain, and I started, like, you know, I had an epiphany, I started, like, just working on myself, I started going to the gym, and I started studying the law, and that was the best thing that ever happened to me, man, picking up books, and start learning, and reading, and, getting, and, and, and enriching myself with knowledge, and then I realized a way to go about getting it done, mm -hmm. so I... I, I end up getting a lot of community activists involved in my stuff, um, but I'm hands-on, you know what I'm saying? So I was telling, I want this done, I want that done, and it took me some time to get the people that I could work with, you know? Because not everybody wants to work with someone that's so hands-on, you know what I'm saying? I'm very meticulous. Yep. So it's like, I end up figuring out a way. Lawyers were telling me, oh, there's no way we could do nothing with this. Uh, the statute of limitation ran out. I said, okay, there's a way we could get in there. And they didn't believe me. But God did. You know what I'm saying? Because trust me, I'm in here right now. I'm mm -hmm. in here like swimwear, bro. Trust yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like I figured out a way. Um, and um, I, I, and I, I didn't even have to really go through any channels. I made my lawyers and activists speak to the uh, uh, Ontario Provincial Police. 
And then they, the way that they came and see me and did the interview was a whole problem within itself, which we're not going to get into because mm-hmm. it's something I got to talk about at court tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But um, and then they end up because there's so much media attention, they end up they felt compelled to charge someone. So they charge one out of thirty of them. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah of course. One of them fall on the knife. That was my question. You're going to court to sue or to charge one of them? No, one of them has got charged. I didn't charge anyone. Okay, the okay. Well, did. they charged exactly. Yeah, yeah they did. So they, the, um, yeah. one of them because he has probably is the one with the worst record. Of course, and he's the one that pepper. Yeah, they need him. a you know. They need someone to fall they on the knife. So basically, that's that's essentially what happened. And then now I'm going to court tomorrow. It's been ten years and. But 10 years and two months. Tomorrow you're going to court, but there's no consequence for you tomorrow. Nah, it's not. It's the first time. I'm going to court yeah. and it's not about me. On the good me. side of the court. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not about me. You're going as the But trust me, you're I'll go, I'll go, I'll go going and, and, and it's like, it's, 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 it's the case. Like, but listen to this. So I'm going to court, but the Crown never reached out to me. They don't ask me if I had any evidence. They never even told me that I had court date. You know how I knew I had a court? You know how I knew that there was a court date? I had to hire my own lawyer to go contact the crown of that area. And then they, they waited like two months and they're like, yeah, yeah, there's a court case. Yeah, tell them we're going to subpoena him. Subpoena me? I'm the victim. Why do you have to subpoena me? You could just ask me. I'll come. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Just to show you the two different justice systems, my brother. There's one for the privileged and there's, there's one for the condemned and one for the privileged. Hoping that oh you're just going to go away. Exactly. But I'm not going away, bro. I'm like a fly on the wall. I'm not going nowhere. I'm sticking to the shit like white on rice, bro. Like I'm not going fucking nowhere. You know what I'm saying? I'll die for this shit. No, I get it. I, I used to take penitentiary chances all the time. You know what I'm saying? For something, for things that didn't mean nothing like yeah. this. Yeah. Me, bro, I'll die for this shit. Yeah. And I'll go out there and I'll go there by myself. You know what I'm saying? If I had to. Mm-hmm. And stand firm because, bro, there's a lot of people that are suffering in prison. That, and this is a good segue to talk about brother that's inside that, that, that lost his life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And people need to stand up and ride for that. Yeah. Because, you know, enough is enough, bro. Yeah. Like, what, what are you going to wait till it's your kid? Yeah, yeah. And then you're going to be like, oh, yeah. And then you're by yourself again? You're always on. And, it's, and everyone's by themselves? And that's the reason why, you know, I reached out to Zvens because, um... This is our way of, you know, talking about it and doing something because this is the thing. Like it's it's everybody's caught up with their lives Mm. and life is getting even more difficult now. Mm -hmm. So people are like, it's easier for them to cop out and, you know, whatever. Like I'm talking about a lot of people in my in uh, in my entourage that are not even aware of this situation. You You see, and and to just plug something in, we started a podcast called uh, Stories from the Inside Out. Right. And we have. Lawyers, we have people that are inside in prison. We have different people talking about their story and their interactions. Are you with talking to them what via phone or something via like phone, that? Via phone. Via oh, phone. Wow, this is dope. Yeah, so you can find that on every social media platform. And um, yeah, man, there's a lot of work that it's, needs to be done. And you know what? It's crazy. And you know, sometimes you know, like I don't like to always revert it to celebrities, but sometimes their case puts a highlight on the situation. Okay. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Tax Stone. No. No? Oh, Tax Stone, of course. All right, so Tax Stone was a podcaster. He used to uh, do a big podcast that was affiliated with Charlemagne the God okay. and, and, and so forth. He, they were on the same podcast network. Mm. So Charlemagne discovered Tax Stone. Tax Stone was, uh, I think it's about our age, 38, 39, whatever, now. And, um, and, and he did a bid, too, mm-hmm. uh, at Rikers Island. Right. And uh, coming out... 
uh, he had all these connects with celebrities from what from whatever reason, and basically he came out had this podcast that boomed, yeah. right? And everybody like he was like with Jay Z, Rock Nation, whatever. Like he was uh, sponsoring Doucet because you know like his things were like was, and then a situation happened where at a um, at a Ti concert mm -hmm. in New York, he had a, a run in with uh, Troy Ave. Okay. And a gun that got discharged, and Tro and Troy Ave's uh, bodyguard and friend got. It died. Yeah. Right? Shot and killed, yeah. Basically. And they basically find out that the gun was his, that he, he crossed state with the gun. Lines, you yeah. know, right. you know all that mm -hmm. stuff, whatever. That's all they needed. Yeah, exactly. That's all they needed. Bottom line, that's irrelevant. What I'm saying is that he, he got back inside because of the, they picked him up. 100%. He, he went back inside. That was 2017. 2023 right now, he never had a court date Nope. Shit. Till this day, oh, no and he's talking because he had, um, he has a lot of contacts on the outside. For obviously, sure, yeah. even though a lot of people left him, to, himself, for sure, from, from oh, him, whatever. They shunned him, for but sure. he still has access to his Twitter and stuff like that, whatever. So, so, so sometimes you see some updates, and he's like, "What they're doing to me is inhumane." Like, for sure. it's 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 like they, they don't he have a court date for him run and, and be and, forgotten and, and whatever and he was talking about a situation that happened just finished with that when mm -hmm. there was a, uh, there was a blackout I think it was either last year or two years ago in New York there was some kind of a blackout or something I don't remember. Oh. whatever and uh, during the winter and uh, the Manhattan correctional uh, uh, space that it's the middle of the, the city in New York it was black, and yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they didn't have running water. They didn't have any, they didn't like, have like eaters and whatever. And he, he, he called in. He called in, and he was like, listen, people are dying here. Yeah, but nobody. Like, whatever. And it was in the middle of the pandemic, pandemic too, yeah. so people didn't like. Didn't so I'm just saying, like, it's all over the place. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to point that out, whatever. But, to, yeah. To, to go back to what you said and what Chris is saying, man. <laughs> The the states is a lot worse. You get what I mean? You got some people sitting in the, the way the system is made, it's made for you to cop plea. It's mm -hmm. made right. for you to say, yes, yeah, I did it. Yep. So they can have a conviction and yeah. make it go away. Yeah. I've seen dudes in Miami, Dade County, when I was running the street, be in jail for 10 years. <laughs> Fighting a major case, provincial, yeah. provincial prison. You get what I mean? Yeah, the county, that, that, state, that's county, county, that's county, yeah. that's county. But like ten years. ten years. Imagine being in a place like Bordeaux for ten years, and you didn't even go finish your trial yet. Wow. Yeah, Miami-Dade County is one of the worst. Right, but you're innocent, and you still it doesn't. 10 but years but they, they punish you if you want to fight. Uh -huh. They yeah. punish you, but by making you wait because and yeah. wait and wait and wait. You're fucking up, their, you're fucking up exactly. their career and their, their MO, their endgame. Yeah, like my last charge, I asked for a speedy trial. It took me like a year. Mm. And, and that's, that's speedy, a speedy trial. That's a speedy trial. <laughs> exactly. And the goal is for you to mess up. For you to make a mistake, get caught up, and now you can't post bond. It's a, it's a, it's a and very so dirty you game. Just it's a so you can get it over it. Exactly. So... Story's done, right? Man, I mean, the man could always appeal. He could always appeal. Me, I feel like they came to that decision, whether you believe he did it or he did not. I don't know. I wasn't there. I can't say nothing. But what I can tell you is I felt like that was very quick. <laughs> and at the same time, the man can appeal. If he can find new evidence, mm. he can appeal and try to find another way to... To, to work on that that's that, at that's least a year that, that's at least a year that, that takes yeah. time you guys that's, have to, you guys have to understand there's different factors too like a lot of people didn't may I'm by no, um, no means defending defending nothing him, you know what I'm saying because I don't know you know what I'm saying 
And I got people that mess with actually Tory Lanez. So like, you know what I'm saying? This will be kind of controversial. But for me, I'll say this. There's something that he did that a lot of people don't know. Like with his last album release. Yeah. Like he released it somewhat independent and he basically just basically sold it in a certain way where people could capitalize on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like as an NFT, something yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bro. Labels were not too happy. Definitely not happy. Yeah. So what he did was just cause such a friction. And bro, trust me, all these people at the top are buddies, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's nothing for the, the, the for, for, for the record exists to be like, oh, this guy's a nuisance. Yeah. We need to get him out. Get rid of so him. So even if you don't have a... Make sure the case sticks. Yeah. And like you said, you're not, you're not defending him in the sense that they didn't prove that he shot her. Yeah, right. I don't they think there's a much, reasonable but that doubt. But, but, yeah. but, but, that's, reasonable but, but, doubt. but yeah. the thing is, again, going back to narrative, the average person, even including me, I found out by another source of what he actually got convicted. But initially, we were all thinking he's, he's there to prove that he didn't shoot her. So when they said that he convict, you know, convicted for whatever, yep. everybody's thinking, holy shit, he shot her. But no, it's just that he discharged a weapon. Yeah. Well, that's, so, that, that, sorry, go ahead. I mean, that's what that's, that's yeah, that's they're claiming, right? Of, it's, that's just basics when you go to court. Yes. When you go to court, like for instance, if you're a juror, right? The thing that happens when you go into court and you see someone that's in the box... The prisoner's box. And the judge says, oh, you are, um, you had this case for such and such. He's charged with first degree murder. You know what the first thing you're going to think as a jury? Oh, he killed somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Right away. That's, and they're human, right? Of course. That's, that's the first thing you're going to think of. Simple-mindedness. But they're human, but it's just because we've been conditioned. Yeah, you know, yeah, the justice that, yeah, system yeah, yeah. is not supposed yeah. to work that way. Yeah. Yeah. When, you're, um, when you're in a pretrial situation, you're supposed to be tried by your peers, mm -hmm. which is never. Right. You know what I'm saying? You always yeah. try with some old people or, or some people that just can't relate look to like you. you. Yeah. So that within itself is unfair. And then after, there's also other factors like that, you know, where it's just prejudice. And bro, like, my situation was crazy when I talk about it. Like, first time in Canada, a jury comes forward and says she was coerced into mm -hmm. finding me guilty. Mm -hmm. And yet still they're just like, oh, we're going to sweep that underneath the rug. Mm -hmm. We don't want this to come out. That, that reminds me. That reminds me. There's a system uh, against you. Talk to us about the parole situation, how you got how you got out. Well, man. If you can. Parole, it was just like, I just did the work, man. I just did the work. Like, I was working, I did stuff with, um, like, I was working with Desta hard at that time. I was really working with them at that time. I was already speaking at universities and colleges and, and mentoring my own family members and, and mentoring youth that are in the prison. I, um, they, everything they did to me, they even moved me to an old, old man unit one time because somebody said I threatened them or somebody said yeah. I did something to them. So they moved me to an old person's unit to try to drive me insane. This is an old person's unit where guys are shitting on themselves, mm -hmm. like a mental institute. Wow. So they tried to fuck my head up. And even that, you know what I did with that? I seen two of them, two of the old mans there that would always look at me like, oh my God, yo, you look like uh, you work out. I want to be like you. And they'd make jokes. You know, French guys, you know? Yeah. Quebec yeah. guys. I'm like, you know what? come to the gym on Tuesday and I made a program for two of those guys and I used that and I, I created a track list of everything that they did and da -da 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 -da, and broke it right down the exercise that they did the times that they came I made a spreadsheet and then the jail was just like oh my god yeah, yeah, yeah everything that they do to try to fuck me over I utilized it yeah, yeah. I capitalized it yeah because I thrive good in adversity bro because I'm from the hood yeah. so for me adversity is just something natural to Struggling me Struggling is you know not saying a, you give us point. scraps yeah. From we're from, from from slavery days, they give us scraps and we make those foods into delicacies, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, 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 that yeah. people buy now for big money. Yeah, yeah. So for me, this is natural to me. So I say all that to say, like, 
no matter what they're doing to me, I started working, um, reaching out to uh, organizations like um, the Cerebral Palsy Association of Quebec. I started doing things that I was passionate about. Because even though I made mistakes, brother, I have a good heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always tried to do Stop the Violence campaigns yeah. while I was in my city in Toronto. I made shirts, Stop the Violence, Get Your Money, all this type of stuff back in the days. But I was in the streets, bro. Mm-hmm. When you're neck deep, eye deep in the streets, you can't just leave. It's mm-hmm. like La Costa Nostra, bro. You don't just go in and out. Mm-hmm. People will kill you for that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shit's real out here, bro. Like, yeah. I lived that life that you hear people rapping about. Yeah. I really lived that life. Yeah, yeah. Making $30,000 $30, every month as a 16-year-old, bro. Right. People don't make that type of money 16, now. And this is back in 2000. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So understand the levels to the shit. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. So I say all that to say, like, how I got out of prison was basically... Figuring out a way to get correctional services to speak somewhat good on my behalf and then capitalizing on that and then learning how to speak on my own. Yeah. Because if you don't know how to speak, my nigga, you're done. You're You're done. Because they're just going to tell you all kind of shit and they're just going to say, oh, well, you're not ready. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you have to say certain things. Like, it's kind of like clickbait. How how would I say? It's kind of like... They're, they're, you they're waiting for you to trip yourself up. Yes, but I, they have a structure. You have to say certain things. They have a template. Of course. So it's like, to them, they're, they're like, okay, you. if he doesn't say this and that and that, he's not ready. Yeah. Even so, though, and they, and so, they, try to, they try to trigger you. I was in his hearing. They try to say little things, bring up all your past, mm-hmm. put it in your face. So I'll tell you something you just, and I'll let you finish after what you just said. It's everywhere in the government, in the, those, those pockets of governments. I'm going to tell you something. Uh... One of our friends' friend um, uh, got, a, got a DUI. Mm. And basically, that's exactly what he said, is they need to do a psych evaluation of you. Once you get the DUI, mm-hmm. you need to go see somebody, and, you need, and they're going to evaluate you to see what's your tendency with alcohol, mm. right? So... Mind you, mm-hmm. for most people, that is their first time doing a DUI, it's simply you fucked up, right? right? You drank too much, you took the wheel, you yeah, got a DUI, it, right? right? You know, no. It's not like that you're doing that every night or whatever, whatever. But that test <laughs> is they're asking you questions like, like, do you drink like on your birthday? Yeah. And if so, how much? Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. There's only one And answer. then you're thinking to yourself, <laughs> oh, you don't want to lie and whatever. Like he was telling us that. Telling us that. He's like, oh, you're going to say, like, you don't want to seem shady. So you're going to say, you know, I drink, like, you know, one glass per week. Yeah. And, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh-oh. No. If you say that, That's all. Yeah. you're done. Yeah, you're mushroom. You're supposed to say, I never drink. Yeah. Oh, look exactly. at alcohol. Yeah. You know. You're supposed to say, you're supposed to come into that situation as if it never happened. Yeah. And once that paperwork is in front of you, yeah. he told us, listen. You're supposed to say you never drink you don't because even he failed drink. Yeah. the first time mm-hmm. and he had to wait like six or seven months to pass the test again. Yeah. And, they, and they're looking at you as if you never pass the test again. Yeah. And, he, and he just answered, no, I never drink. And, yeah. and he got in. And he but got in. And you see something else about that psych evaluation. There's a lot of people that we work with 25 years 32 years, 18 years, 17 years. The person giving you the psych evaluation works for who? Works for CSC. Right. System. Correctional Services Canada. They say it's independent, but it's not. It's yeah. a system. That's Part number one. Number two, another, another issue that we have to definitely get in when it comes to that system is parole officers mm. and the, the way it is for someone to get out. So number one, your parole officer in prison is like God. <laughs> if they tell you, you, 
I don't recommend you to get out. The crown is going to get this information, and they're already going to be leaning to that's what that person pool, says. That's the crown. You really, you really have to have the type of mindset where you make it very hard with your actions for them not to tell you no, and you got to know how to speak. Mm. And sometimes we have to prep people just to be ready to know how to speak because they always try to mm. touch those very sensitive spots. Wow. Imagine this. Let's say I, got, I, I know one person that's in there right now. I think between, um, I think it's seven or eight years, he had 13 parole officers. Oh, my God. This is the person that's supposed to recommend you for you to get out. How do you establish a relationship with yeah, that person? Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Another issue that you have sometimes with parole officers is because they see everybody the same. Same. Yeah, so now you, you, you're a parole officer. Just you pick up his case. You're like, okay, he got arrested for this, 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 that. Uh, I need to get to know you. Mm-hmm. Within that, I need to get to know you in that six months to a year. That person already left. Yeah. Another parole officer. I need to get to know you. You're getting You're trying to getting work your way down from a max to a medium and to a minimum so you can have different opportunities so you could not just be killing your time in the cell, yeah. but actually go to school. Yeah. You know what I mean? You Do different trade, things. You know? yeah. That's what I'm saying. Not yeah. all of these prisons offer these things. You yeah, get what I mean? Crazy. So it's really messed up. It's crazy. Like, yeah. But yeah, Chris, so basically wrap it up for the, the, the parole uh, part of it. So, so you, spoke, you spoke for yourself. Yeah. So I spoke for myself. Um, but I, uh, describe the setting to people okay, like, you know, so like as he as he touched on his brother touched on earlier, the parole officers is a big part of this. Mm. So I didn't even get supported. So you see how he was just alluding to oh, I'm not going to support you, the PO saying I'm not going to support you? Mm-hmm. Imagine, they didn't support me. They said, we're not supporting you. So the board now, who is their co- they're, 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 they're in cahoots with, now they see that also CSC is not even supporting you. Wow. So that's why I said, God did, bro. You have everything God believed you. in me. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, it was just like, yo, but I had so much on my record that was blessed, that I showed that I did so much work and so much adversity, and I carried myself. I had tunnel vision when I walked into that pro hearing. I said, you know what? I have a chance. I'm going to just do it. I'm going to put my best foot forward. It doesn't matter that they're not supporting me. Mm-hmm. I know me, and I'm going to speak my truth. And, you know, even and you didn't the, give the, up. Pro, the, pro, uh, um, the pro officer that I had, even though she wasn't supporting me, I had many conversations with her. I'm not going to speak on her name, yeah. but I'm going to say that she felt really bad. Because she knew that they were fucking me over. And mm-hmm. she told me many times in so much different ways, like, yo, man, I can't support you because my boss won't let me. Oh, okay. oh you okay. deserve it. I was about okay. to ask. It's it's about oh, okay, 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 so, about okay, 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 so, sure. okay you know right, right, right. Now it makes more sense. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it, bro, and they released me. They gave me parole. They released me. I had no ID. Hold this for a second. You had no ID. They released me. This is all they released me with. This. This ID right here. Just this. Mm. Okay? This is what I have to walk with every day. If I don't walk with that, and there's another piece of paper that they give okay. me too, and there's another piece of paper that they give me too that I got to walk with this right here. What's that? Um, it just basically has like my conditions, whatever I have, okay. my after okay. answer to, it says correctional services, my PO signs it. And like if I go to certain places, I got to report whatever, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like who? Like where? Like if I go to another province, sometimes they ask me to report. But okay. because I'm so well behaved, they don't ask me to report a lot of right. times. But like, say for instance, I went to Calgary or Vancouver. It can happen in you high have have crime areas. They'll want me to report because of my situation, right? Right. Um, Anyways, so long story short, man, I end up getting the parole. Um, and they released me with no ID, 
and I had, I had to file grievances and complaints about these things. Now changes are happening where they, they're, they're compelled and they have no choice. If they release people without ID, then it's a big issue. Yeah. But when we say big issue, it's their own system that's going to punish them, which is a slap on the wrist. Of course. Right. So all these things tying together, just like um, uh, Mr. S- Mr. Spring that got killed, these guards are at home, bro. Getting they're paid. picked up getting paid, bro. Mm-hmm. $50 an hour, bro. Mm-hmm. Some of them are getting paid more than that. Chilling, you know what I'm saying? Like, and a young man's dead, bro. For what? His mother's grieving, and he wasn't even supposed to be there. No, man, that's crazy. So man. please tell me, like, do people understand? Like, okay, yes, he might have. You know, people that are at home judging and saying, okay, this man was in jail, he was in prison, he's a scumbag. You don't know if he stole a fucking chocolate bar. Mm-hmm. Suppose he was hungry, and he didn't have nothing to eat. So, all those that are judging. Don't throw stones if you live in a glass house. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. No, no, Just that's, remember that. that. Yeah, yeah. Because you the don't judge, know what someone's yeah, yeah. going the through. The judging, it, it needs to stop in the sense that, like we spoke about it, like there's too many layers of stuff to start like judging specifically whatever. Like I could judge maybe a specific like asshole that would like, you know, like some that kind of... That you know is an asshole. You know, like, you know, like some kind of pedophile, like pedophile ring stuff, whatever, or stuff like that. Like that, that pastor that you sent us the mm-hmm. online... Right. I mean, I could judge. We, well, we saw it, right? I mean, yeah, we all have our, we yeah, all exactly, entitled yeah. to our opinions too. Mm-hmm. But if you see someone that you something you know is it's tangible, you right. know that this is wrong. Yeah. That's different. Yeah, that's yeah. different. But people yeah. that are sitting judging. in their high horse, they're yeah. judging and they don't even know. Yeah, they don't that's know. pathetic. Yeah, man. that's pathetic. No, it, it is. And at the, at the end of the day, I think I think that's I, and and for for me, what this conversation did today for me is it it opened me more to the situation where something happened before. That's irrelevant. Once you're in, once you're inside, you still need to be able to uh, leave as a uh, live as a decent human being mm. inside. Give you at least those basic needs, like properly and and whatnot, and not be deprived of that. You know, and and so, be humane. You know, and, so I'm and gonna, whatnot. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. <clears throat> I'm not gonna sit here. I advocate for prisoners. I, I, I'm working on active prison reform initiatives. I just registered my foundation, Freedom's a Must Foundation. It's a not-for-profit organization. And I'll say this. Even though I advocate for prisons, don't get me wrong. There's some fucked up people in prison. Ah, true, of course. course. Okay? Not all I'm not going to say yeah. that everyone in prison is blessed. Because it's not. It's not, yep. all, it's not all pastors and, and not to yep. say pastors are yeah. all yeah, blessed. Yeah. But it's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not all nuns and, and, and pastors yep. in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's some messed up dudes in there that, honestly... They need to be somewhere. I don't know if it's going to be prison, yep. but at the end of the day, it's like, I don't believe in prisons. Yep. I believe that there needs to be another way of, 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 of reform yep. because I feel like prisons are oppressive and they're making savages in there, bro. They're making things worse. If I didn't educate myself while I was incarcerated, bro, you first of all, I wouldn't monster. be here right now. You, you would have been getting out worse. A monster, right? And I could have became a monster because oh, I see guys that are monsters and be mm-hmm. like, yo, listen, if I get out that motherfucker, man, you'll Trust just... And me, probably bro. you didn't get in as a monster. No, but I was entrenched in the lifestyle hard, bro. But at the end of the day, I had to learn. I had to make a decision because when you, you know, when you got a daughter crying to you on the phone when she's going through puberty and you can't be there for her, you know what I'm saying? When you got a mother, um, you know, that's crying because you just got a life sentence on her birthday. It can't make anyone. You you know what I'm saying? Like when 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 you when you got family members dying and you can't go pay your respects, you feel me? Like graduations. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you missed that a lot. You know what I'm saying? So I missed many years of that. And remember. Not just the 12 years. I did two years before that. Then I did another year yeah. before that. Well, like you yeah. said, I'm saying from, because from I was entrenched in this lifestyle. Yeah, 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 and yeah. my own mission now is promoting to get away from that lifestyle. 
You know, I'm, ta- I'm telling the youth, like, oh, listen, you could do this, you could do that. Look, I came out, I had nothing pretty much. Obviously, I had a little bit of sm- a small bag to, to work with, and I kept my connections good because I didn't, when I was out in the streets, I didn't rob and, and kill people for, for foolishness. If someone did something to me, I'd defend myself. Right. I was a hustler, and right. I teach people how to hustle, but now hustling the right way. The right way, the you know legal I'm way. I'm right. channeling my energy in the right way. <clears throat> Meeting sure. brothers like Spence, you know what I'm saying? He's just an exemplary person, bro. Like, I tip my hat to this dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just, honestly, everything that he does is about teaching the youth the right way. 100%. You don't have to agree with him, and sometimes we could agree to disagree, but one thing we know is that we're trying to get to building our community yep. to be better, yep. because we're better than this. Yep. You know yep. what I'm yep. saying? Yep. And that's what this is about at the end of the day. Yep. It, rem- it reminds me of what uh, we were talking about, that Waka Flocka interview. Yeah. Uh, what he was saying was saying, if the youth knew how much money they could make legally, they would never go to that they shit. They would never go to the, they the would street never. stuff. But they don't know. They it all comes down to what you know. Probably someone tried to tell you the same thing when you were wrong. You were young. You don't remember. You can't and comprehend it. Exactly. Because it's not yeah, exactly. what you see. It's not exactly. your reality. Exactly. Right. It's, always about, it's always about fast money, right? Give you yeah. an example. Kids and I could reach out to youth and they resonate with me. Because they say, oh, that's a real nigga. Yeah. He done been through the flames. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you try getting someone that the government brings in from Harvard uni- uh, University or this and that, they're going to be like, get the fuck. The young youths are going to be like, who are you, bro? Get away from get me. The you don't know my well, I mean, But I mean, you don't know what I've been I mean, in that sense, I agree with you. But I do think that at the end of the day, it's just communication skills. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you an example. Like for me, um, like I started at a scream, like, you know, like we're talking 2014, 2015. So throughout those years, what happened is that the highlight on me, like, And the beginning was really high because specifically at that time when I came out with the drink, like nobody was doing this. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, in, in, in Quebec specifically, yeah. like there was no black owned like liquor on, on the shelf. Right. So my nor, 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 notor- notoriety, notoriety, notoriety uh, came to fruition and a lot of people started messaging me mm-hmm. like on Facebook, like people I didn't know, whatever. And there were some kids that reached out to me mm-hmm. and that said, listen, like, I saw an interview from you, whatever. And, like, one kid specifically said, like, I didn't think that it was possible for a right. black man exactly. to have a liquor at the SAQ. Exactly. Like, he, he, he wrote this verbatim. Yeah, exactly. And he said, because of that, like, I'm going to try and get off from the street. He wrote that. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. So that's why. That that's gave the me same chills, thing. bro. That gave me no. chills because that's real talk. Because, because the thing is, is that even though I'm not from that lifestyle, mm-hmm. the streets lifestyle, whatever, I still can mm-hmm. communicate in yes. a way that, like, I'm not in it, but I saw stuff. Mm-hmm. So I you, know you were in the vicinity. You, you know, like, you, you know, yeah. I, I understand. But you know what? You even know? if you weren't in it from what you're saying. You don't even have to be in it because you were able to motivate someone without even putting that type of shit out there. Right. You're putting out positivity. Right. And from that, it breeded more positivity. Yeah. The youth's like, yo, man, fuck, I want to be like this. I don't want to be selling mm. drugs every day. Mm. I don't want to sell mm. drugs to my friend yeah. that's going to sell drugs to his mother that's pregnant with his sister. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Yep. I don't yep. want to shoot my yep. own people that look like me. Yep. 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 And, that's a, and, and again, that's the reason why I think that we have a, we have a job to do to promote each other each other's work and whatever and, and you know when, when it's possible to bring everybody together because those voices that's what we're going to reach more people by talking 100%, 100%. together you know like your your background my background everybody's background together and whatever so but yeah definitely i i i i i, I condemn that it's, it's It's, like, I mean, it's crazy. We could go on about this forever. This is a topic I could talk about forever, but obviously you know I got to cut. Yeah. Yep. So I I really appreciate the opportunity guys and like you know what I mean? 
open invitation for for, for for me to you guys anytime you guys want me to come through for you know sure. what I'm saying I'll get you guys contact and there's I have some big things big projects for coming sure. up for sure and you just hit it on the nail just now the nail on the head just now when you said that we gotta start promoting these ideas to the youth yeah because sure. you see how one was able to say that to you yeah there's gonna be ten maybe yeah that maybe for sure. be like oh my god yo these guys have a podcast yo I yeah. always thought about this mm -hmm. yeah yeah I always wanted to do something like that. I always wanted to do this, but they didn't feel like they could do it. They yep. could do it. But when they see it in real time, they're like, oh, shit, I yeah. can do this. Why not? Another thing to, yeah, to, to add to what you're saying, man, is long story short, people that are in prison, most of the time they had the short end of the stick to begin with. Yeah. That's how they found themselves there. And number two, even if you have some older people with the right message, sometimes the messenger makes the of difference, course, yeah. but also those reference points. The more and more we get youth around people, whether they, whether it's Anthony Omenio with this space, mm -hmm. you feel mm -hmm. me? Whether it's Monty with DJing, whether it's you with LS Cream mm -hmm. or whatever it is, mm -hmm. the more they're exposed to it and they can make real contact and they could mm -hmm. be like, yo, I could actually message Steven and, yeah. and tell him what's up. Accessibility. Exactly. Yep. That reference point and also for them to change what success, what success looks like yep because if you're growing up in a neighborhood and success looks like the dope boy across the street that's yep. what you're gonna know that's what you're gonna gravitate yep. towards exactly. sure. because those video clips make you know 100k views one one Bro, you know, you know how hard it is for me to get a like when <laughs> i post something about like positivity hey guys you know what i mean let's stop posting gucci and poochie you know what i'm saying <laughs> let's stop poaching you know stop posting it yeah people are just like ah okay yeah, yeah. on to the next one to yeah. the next you know what I'm saying? but let yeah. me put on my chain and my watch. Oh, you get a hundred likes right away. Bro, right away. Ding, ding, ding. My phone Barely say a word. Now. You know what you, you need to me? do? You, we need to do the male version of a thirst trap. <laughs> so basically, you post that. Gold. But when they swipe, it's like, gotcha. Yeah. And, got, <laughs> and, and, then, and, and then there's a hidden message. <laughs> yeah. Yo, you, you, see, know? <laughs> you see what's deep with that too, man? I don't know if you guys know Wall Street Trapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah from yeah, uh, yeah. Earn Your Leisure. You know what he said? He mentioned the guy that owns Louis Vuitton, mm -hmm. that he became the richest man in the world right after the pandemic. Yeah, Why? Because. because people were getting all that pandemic money yep. and they were buying Louis Vuitton. That's what they, they were buying all of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. This man surpassed all of these people in yeah. tech yeah. with stuff that was completely non essential, man. Yeah, For people like that couldn't even yeah. afford those I things mean, to, to begin no, with. No, listen. Exactly. Listen, the mentality. We are, yo, the mentality we are and, and we're going to wrap this up, but if there's one thing that we're always preaching here, not even preaching, like highlighting, is the fact that, like, there's a disease in our community, yeah. like, and we all see it, like, and it's in all spheres. Like, for me, in liquor, like, it's the same thing, right? It's like, you have, you, you have a black-owned cream liquor, mm. and you see black people still look at it and, like, they're like, I'm not sure, like... Yeah. I'm yeah, still so it's like a mistrust. It's like or I'm still gonna go grab Bailey's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but I'm if they not, knew how you, good this tastes, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't grab Bailey's. Let me tell you. You know but, what I'm saying? But you know, you know what I mean. No, and, I and, and the reason why I'm saying this is like, it's sometimes it's, it's like, like a mistrust. A it's, it's, it's it's yeah. So it's like. You know, oh, I'm going to go enrich those people because it's going to make me look fly. Nah, nah nigga. Bro. I'm going to no. give you even better one. It's like this. In our community, we're taught to hate each other. Of course. 
So when I see you with something, or to compete against each other, I'm just I'm not mean specifically, but a lot of brothers will be like, oh, I see him, oh, he's looking fly, oh, he got this. I don't even want to. I want to try. I'm trying to get my own. Mm. So they'll go support Louis Vuitton. Mm. They'll go support mm. Bailey's over mm. you because they're thinking. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like they don't. It's like a crabs in the bucket mentality. Yeah. They don't want to see you rise. Like me, I come from the screw face capital. That's what we call Toronto. Oh, Toronto's yeah. a screw face capital. Everybody wants to pull you down. Everybody's screw facing you. Everybody got a gun on them. Everybody going ready to kill you over nothing. Yeah. And it's like that out here in MTL too. Yeah. But it's just it's you know what I mean it's another level in Toronto. Another level in Toronto yeah. So it's like for me, I'm pointing this out because like we we need to learn to support each other. And bro, when I talk about community, bro, I grew up in a multicultural community. Bro, mm-hmm. I didn't see color. I didn't even understand color until later. Until I came to Canada, I didn't right. understand color. Until right. But you taught see, it to you. <laughs> but yeah, but you see, when I was growing up in Regent Park, it's like yo, bro, like. Some of my best, I still remember some of my friends, Matthew Polchowalski. You know what I'm saying? This guy yeah. was a, um, a Polish guy, um, a South and Iranathan. I, I, all these guys, like, you know, these different um, uh, ethnicities. Yeah. Yep. I, we didn't see each other. We had a lot of um, Superpon, um, I can't even remember her name. It's a long <laughs> ass name. But, you know, we had a lot of Cambodian, Vietnamese. Yep. Um, a melting yeah, pot. Yes. We're in a melting pot. Yep. And, bro, why I'm saying that is because we can each one teach one. Yep. I can learn something from them. Some of my closest friends out here are Lebanese. Yep. They actually have a, a big business place around here on Chabanel Street as well. I'm just saying, bro, like, we could all learn from each other. Yep. And a lot of things that we have that divide us is, like, religion. Religion mm-hmm. is division to me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in prison, a lot of these things is what divides us. We can talk forever, brother. That's Trust another. Me. I can get into so much things. <laughs> Chris, you know I'm, we're going to have you back on the podcast for Thank sure. Thank you. I'm I'm sure. Sure. Was, I, I, <laughs> six. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so uh, so we need to wrap this up. Um, I did want to point out before we forget the pastor thing uh, that that I just want to I just want to highlight it. There's a pastor that basically molests his daughter right in, in front, front of, of the, the, congregation. The, the congregation, basically rubbing her breast and whatever, saying that her breast was, was his and that wow. uh, he was That's also like teaching her to like him playing with her private, private parts. parts. But in front of the, the whole, in, the whole in front congregation, of the whole they, were, they were all like, and, and, bravo. You know, they were like, again, and back crazy. to what you said before, religion. Yeah. And just the fact and because that nobody you know, said anything. anything at that point. So. I think that there might have been some awkwardness, but in the Asian community, and, and that was in Haiti, correct? That was in Haiti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in yeah. Haiti. You saw it, Vince. Yeah, for right. sure. So, 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 so to me, I just want to point that out. Like, yo, don't let that shit ride. That shit is disgusting. Like, is, there is no, like, there is no way that a father should be, uh, Touching, groping, uh, whatever the daughter like that is disgusting. I don't care because you see the daughter after going on in an interview yeah, yeah, and defending her yeah, father. Yeah, because for her it's normal. That's what she knows. So for that's her, it's normal. That's, that's what she knows. She that's grew that, up in that's that's, that, that's Stockholm syndrome, brother. Exactly, exactly. exactly. She doesn't even know better. But to see to say something else about that, just to to go in a little There's bit deeper levels, on that man. in Haiti, man, in Haiti, a place I go to often, in some areas. A pastor or a priest that's in any other religion, voodoo or whatever, yeah. you are like a, a, a god. A god. Yeah. In yeah, some yeah, areas, yeah. You can do the only thing ever. for you to do is go to church. So yep. you're in church 24-7. That's all they got. When I saw that video, man, I was completely disgusted. You can see the girl is brainwashed. There's absolutely and no way to yeah, justify yeah. it. Mm. And man, it's just really you, messed up. And I'm, I'm actually very happy, though. That that happened that they they because that so pastor that it's is going to highlight a, a lot of other yeah, churches. He's that very are doing popular. The exact same thing. His pastor you is very it, popular. You take some things that happened to him. 
Yeah, they already say he's going to court. Yeah, Monday. They but, they, uh, they subpoenaed him to go to court, yeah. but the way that the way that uh, everything is set up, I, I think that he's gonna get in trouble for it because he's very because popular online. Media. If it yeah, wasn't for social media, because he's so popular online, they make they're gonna have to make an example, and it's just too it's too in your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's rough. It's, but it's some people will still defend him no matter. Yeah, what. the 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 daughter was defending, and she's yeah. not like a little kid. She's going to university in the yeah. states, and she's justifying it. But she's gonna get when she goes back to the states. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Nah. Man, it, anyways, I feel bad for her. But anyways, God, you know. I wish everybody the best, um, except that guy. But uh, <laughs> uh, Chris, Zvent, thank you for coming. For sure. Um, uh, this was... Oh, if, is there anything yeah. you guys want to plug in? Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Thanks, up. So last but not least, uh, for more stories about people from the inside out, check out stories from the inside out on any platform. Mm. And um, please continue to look out for this... Uh, this uh what is it gofundme for yeah. nicky spring they're trying to raise money for the family to uh i guess his burial and different stuff like that to for support sure. so look out for that and that's mm. what's up on my end cool dope so yeah. on my end um you guys can follow me at uh freedom underscore is underscore a must one word okay. on um uh instagram and um, from there, you'll find all my other my other platforms. Like uh, my blog is at freedomsamust.net. Um, there's some pieces that I published while I was locked up, mm -hmm. and you guys can read the stuff that I I wrote mm -hmm. and for some different magazines and different places. And um, yeah, like I got a lot of stuff going on. As I said, I, I registered my first not-for-profit organization, Freedoms and Must Foundation. We're going to be doing some events out here in Quebec and mm. across Canada, but mainly we're going to start in Quebec and in um, uh, Toronto, where I'm from. Perfect. So Good. thanks Good. for having me, guys. I really no, appreciate it. The atmosphere was great. The liquor was off the chain. <laughs> thanks, you man. know what I'm saying? I'm going to buy me two bottles tomorrow. <laughs> thank you, man. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, thank you, yeah, man. No appreciate doubt. it. Appreciate it. Martin, you want to tell people where you're DJing next? No, 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 no. Martin was here about a year ago saying, oh, I'm just DJing. Alex, rappel? I'm just DJing for fun. You know, I'm just doing it in my basement for fun. We lost him. Now he's on the billboards. It's still for fun. I love music. So what's up with the verses, man? Homie's got a verses going. Hey, look. I asked him to do a party, me and him only, and he said, let's do a verses. I'm like, all right, my friend. But so, hey, my friend for now <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> friendly competition friendly competition right I mean it look, starts I know music that's all I can say and I love sure. I love mixing I mean it's 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 a passion for me and then I just discovered it I just started as for fun mm -hmm. and then one of my friends doing a party every every Friday so they, she offered me like a spot like an hour or something and then it started from there and now it is what it is. It is what it is. Exactly. Yeah. But I don't do that for money at all. I mean, most of the time it's for free. We're gonna see Martin. Most of the time it's for free. I just, I just love it. What's it called? Gonna see Martin. The key to the soul, brother. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I used to be so busy with kids, but now they like 21, 23. So catching up. Exactly. I need to find myself a hobby. Yeah. So it is. Yeah. That's what's up. We're gonna see Martin Ibiza. That's I, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to charge. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Well, right. guys, um, I mean, uh, thanks again for joining us. This definitely. was episode, episode 195. Um, yeah, so keep on liking, uh, liking, keep up, keep on subscribing, Comments. comment, whatever. Uh, so yeah, you know the vibes. So uh, I'm Stephen Charles. Gabby Michel. Le podcast, people, we out. Peace. 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 Peace.